This Roundtable Broadcasting Podcast of the Max Roundtable is brought to you by Adams Drugs, our family serving yours since 1962. Honey, it sounds like you have a little sinus congestion. I do. I went to Adams Drugs to get a nasal decongestant, and I'm sure glad I did. I didn't realize that I couldn't take some sinus medications because of my high blood pressure. What did they tell you? The pharmacist overheard me talking to the clerk, and she knew that I had high blood pressure because I get my prescriptions filled there. She came around and talked to me and actually recommended a different sinus medication than the one I had picked out. I wouldn't want you taking something over the counter that makes your blood pressure spiral out of control. Sounds like she may have saved us a trip to the emergency room. Adam's drugs definitely go the extra mile. Always have and always will. I love the customer service. It's great every time I go in there. I'm so glad they helped me take care of my wonderful husband. I'm going to tell all my friends to go to Adam's Drugs. Visit us, adamsdrugs.net, for the location nearest you. With 12 Adams locations, we've been serving families in the River Region for 60 years, and we look forward to serving your family's needs as well. Welcome to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Listen to Doug for lunch each weekday as he breaks down the hottest sports topics on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. You can be a part of the show by calling 334-517-1210 or by texting the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. Now take a seat at the Roundtable, brought to you by Max Credit Union, with locations in the River Region, Auburn, and Opelika. Max, smart money, made simple. And welcome in, everybody. It is game day around here. Alabama at Auburn inside Neville Arena. They've been there since about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. And it is going to be quite the atmosphere tonight. The college basketball world looking in Auburn, Alabama tonight for the rematch between these two teams. Alabama wins the first one. I believe it was 79-75. Auburn and Alabama, round two tonight. What are your thoughts on it? Let's talk about it. It is a Locked On Wednesday edition of the program. Zach Blackerby will join us here in just a short while for Locked On Auburn, then Luke Robinson in hour two for Locked On Bama, and then Chris Gordy in hour three for Locked On SEC. It is National Signing Day, but not much happening in a surprising fashion anyway, Ryan Williams did sign with Alabama uh, today, so that's done and behind things. Noah Carter, uh, the top player in the state of Arizona that had been committed to Washington, did sign with Alabama today. Uh, and that's there's really, um, there's I don't guess there's, a whole lot of drama around that. Nothing really happening in Auburn. That's a surprise. We'll get an update from Zach Blackerby on National Signing Day. Uh, We'll obviously talk to Luke Robinson about it and to Chris Gordy in our number three. All right, as we've been telling you for over a week now, you've got until 159.59 to get in our Iron Bowl on the basketball court. A lot of people hate that 
description. I just threw it out there once for you. Auburn, Alabama in basketball. I need a winner of the game, a score of the game, and how many points you think Janai Broom will have in the game. The line opened at four and a half. It is now at five and a half. My prediction is, and boy, am I wrong on a whole lot of predictions. My prediction is that it will go higher by tip-off tonight. I think Auburn will be at least a six-point favorite. That That's just one guy's prediction. Could be 100% wrong. I'm checking it now as we speak just to make sure nothing has happened. Uh, it is at already at six in some places. Uh, I'm seeing two places that has it at six right now. Wait, just one place. But I think that will continue to go up. Uh, that means that most people or most of the money or whatever, however you want to break it down, if you are a gambling analyst, of which I am not, but if you believe in such things, that means they're moving the line because most of the money is going on Auburn. And so they want some people to take Alabama. Uh, and I'm get betting that by this evening, before tip-off, you'll be able to get at least six points if you decide to take Alabama. It is my belief also, and I don't think this is my defeatist attitude. It's my opinion. You should not, if you are a gambler, first off, you shouldn't be. But if you are and you're thinking seriously about taking Alabama plus six, I would reconsider if I were you. I just have a feeling that this is going to be a tough, tough night for the Crimson Tide. Now, the good thing about that is... If Auburn wins the game, if you're an Alabama follower, the good thing for Alabama is they'd still be tied for the lead with South Carolina and Auburn. And that's just how it is. You would then be through playing one of the top two or three teams in the league for the year, and uh, you would still be tied for the lead. And I think that speaks uh, highly of your chances. I think Auburn's got to win this game if they have their eyes set on winning the league. I think this is a must-win for Auburn. That's just my opinion. Obviously, they could still win the league even if they lose this game, if everything plays out right. But I just think this is one you got to have if you are Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers. Both coaches met with the media yesterday. We're going to play some audio of that uh, right now. Bill, are we ready for this? We're about to play some audio. Bruce Pearl, and both he and Nate Oates had some interesting things to say uh, to the media yesterday, saying it without saying it, so to speak. Here's Bruce Pearl. In the country, um, I think they lead the country in scoring, averaging about 90 points a game. Um, they, uh, they're number four with about 11 and a half threes per game. Uh, they make over 12 in their wins. Um, and so they're you know, just a very dangerous team because they, they all shoot it so well. They can put five guys on the floor at the same time they can shoot it. Um, they have uh, they've got depth. Uh, they were a little thin on the front line, but uh, one of the players that uh, I guess was suspended is eligible for the Auburn game. Imagine that. And um, um, so um, uh, they've got great depth. Um, and... Uh, um, 
know, they, I think, you know, I know that Coach Oates has challenged his team many times publicly um, to play physically and play, you know, aggressively and uh, question their toughness. They played really physical, really aggressively um, against us uh, in Tuscaloosa. Um, you know, I think that one of the things I want to mention is in our rivalry, and it's important to me, is because um, while there have been great crowds on the road on some of our road games in the SEC, and overall the crowds have been great, and and and, and I really, really am proud of the league uh, and every institution for you know having developed really good fan bases. I mean, it's uh, you know at Alabama, at Mississippi State, at Ole Miss, but as good as it gets, sold out and. I want to remind our fans to just also be a little bit mindful of the language. Like, I think we can be wild and crazy and have fun. Um, I think sometimes you, you tendency for language, and I'm, that was one of my 21 days of prayer. Uh, <laughs> prayers was, uh, I gave up, uh, I gave up a couple things, but one of the hardest things was every now and then uh, to stop cussing. And, uh, so I'm, I'm not perfect at it either. But, I, but I, I, don't, I want our fans to be mindful of that. We're at Auburn. It, it, it matters. Uh, and sometimes it, gets, it, gets, it just doesn't need, to, doesn't need to be that way. Um, but very excited about the game, excited about the students uh, coming out. And, and uh, yeah, I would imagine it's going to be tough, such a tough ticket, uh, just like a few other games that we played during the course of the season. And they're not going to be out there tonight. So. Topic that's kind of come up a lot is just how close this team has, you know, has especially become over the course of the season. What did you see from them to kind of go from that 0 and 2 week that you guys had to then bounce back, win at Ole Miss, go 2 and 0, and then kind of, I guess, regain some of the momentum that you guys had? Was maybe there's something from the makeup of this team that allowed that. Well, yeah, I've, I've always believed that, and I've said it many, many times, that, that, that uh, I can help us win some games. Um, but that really, truly, players win championships. And I know it sounds kind of goofy. It's just true. Like, when they can not only just hold themselves accountable, but not be jealous of another man's success, or trust each other to be able to look around the room and go, look, we, we can handle this. Obviously, uh, uh, in the second half against Ole Miss, you know, Chad Baker took a lead at halftime and said, look, we beat these guys for two halves last time. They played, he, he built on what I started, and I would look. They played great, we're only down nine. I mean, can they play that well again? Well, I think we can have something new about it. And then Chad took over and go, look, we're, we're not gonna let this happen again. You know, we, we know, and it was, I think it was actually Chad's com combination of challenging his teammates, but also trusting his teammates and also believing in his teammates. And like one of the things I had said, which I thought was just as important as I thought Janai Broom's first half where he didn't really score, he and he was in foul trouble, he never panicked. He never got uh, rattled at all. And I thought that that was really, really good. Because we got a little rattled at Alabama, we got a little rattled at Mississippi State, and they would not allow that to happen. And I thought that had a lot to do with their closeness. I think that's where it boils their friendship, their respect. Um, part of it is, again, in recruiting. I tell guys at the end of every season about, you know, 
I'm going to continue to bring in really good people. And guess what? When I'm out there recruiting, you're going to want to know Dylan Carlin, or Jeanette Broom, or Trey Donaldson, or Chris Moore, or Lua Berman, or Jalen Williams. And I live all in the angle. You know what I'm saying? Katie Johnson. You know what I'm saying? And I tell uh, my guys returning, you're going to like Cheney Johnson. You're going to want to play with Denver Jones. You're going to want to play with Aiden and, and, and Chad and AD. And that's, uh, you know, that's been, that's been, I think, who we've been for a long time. All right, so that's Bruce Pearl. We'll play perhaps a little bit more of his press conference yesterday, a little bit later on in this hour, the Locked on Auburn hour of the Max Roundtable. Uh, great to have our man Zach Blackerby here shortly. But did you hear the couple of things? Nate Oates did it too. Nate Oates talking about, you'll hear him in hour two talking about the atmosphere at Auburn. But you heard uh, Coach Pearl there uh, talking about the suspended Alabama player, the unnamed suspended Alabama player. Of course, it's Nick Pringle. It was announced yesterday that he would travel with the team, be eligible to play. Wasn't sure how much he would play. Uh, but you heard him say, go figure, uh, which is kind of a little bit of a, a pot shot, so to speak. And then the and, – and I'm glad he did this. Y'all know what was the most embarrassing thing to me about the first game in Tuscaloosa was what – the Alabama students were chanting when the lights were out. Um, and, you know, it was blank you, Auburn. Um, and not just saying it once, but saying it continuously. And it really it was just really, really bad. And so without saying it, without, you know, throwing shade, but he certainly – anybody that followed the game first game or follows this rivalry knows – what he was referencing, and I'm glad he did so. We'll see if the Auburn students uh, follow suit tonight. I got a feeling they will. Uh, Coach Pearl's kind of like a Pied Piper. He tells you to turn left, you turn left. He tells you to turn right, you turn right. So I will say this. I'll bet if there are some chants that he finds inappropriate, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he went and grabbed the microphone. I really wouldn't. And, and told him to stop. And I think Nate Oates should have done the same. I, I think Nate Oates implied, y'all help me if I'm wrong here, I think Nate Oates implied that he wasn't aware of it. I don't see how he couldn't have been aware of it. Uh, but that that's just me. Hey, listen, we are in February. We are one month away from the magical month in the basketball season. As I was looking through the net and all that today, I found a great, it's about a, I think it's about an 18 or maybe a 12-minute video of the greatest buzzer beaters in NCAA tournament history. If you would like to see it, I would be more than happy to send you the link uh, to watch these buzzer beaters. It is pretty fun. Uh, Gets you jacked up when you see them. If you would like to see them, just send a text to the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170 or an email to the Pig Enterprises email inbox and that is MRT for Max Roundtable at ESPNTheTicket.com I'll send it to you. You can enjoy it. You can watch it on your own time, but not that I needed any help getting jacked up for the home stretch 
much in the college basketball regular season heading into the postseason. But, boy, when I watched it, and I'm not even through watching it, I had to quit watching while we came on the air. But I think you'll enjoy it. So text me, and I'll send it to you. And don't forget to get your score picks in. Thanks to Adams Drugs and Mike Vinson for the $150 first place prize for our Auburn-Alabama contest and the $150 first place prize for our Super Bowl contest. We've got runner-up prizes from Mellow Mushroom, a $25 gift card uh, for both second-place finishers. And let's have some fun today. Get your picks in. Let's talk Auburn-Alabama hoop. Not really that much information for National Signing Day. Boy, how times have changed since the early signing period went into effect. Back with Zach and Locked on Auburn right after this on the Locked on Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. This is ESPN's Laura Rutledge, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable on ESPN, The Ticket, and ESPN 1067. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Robert Pig with Pig Enterprises. Over two decades ago, when my dad had the wild idea to get into the car business, I never would have imagined being part of a multi-generational family business specializing in pre-owned vehicles. That's probably because I've heard every used car salesman joke you have, and who would want that? Neither did he. That's exactly why he started Pig Enterprises and why our family continues to do what we do today. We understand how awful car buying can be. We understand it can be stressful and overwhelming. We understand it's a big investment. This is exactly why we do the things we do completely different than the other guys. You'll be treated like family. Your money and time will be valued. You'll receive a top quality vehicle backed by our name and our free three-month, 3,000-mile pig certified warranty. There is a reason why we have repeatedly been named Dealer Raider Dealer of the Year for the state of Alabama. Come see for yourself. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a squeal of a deal. I'm Gordon Stone, and it's a pleasure to speak with you today as the mayor of the Town of Pike Road. It's an honor for me to share with you one of the things that makes our community so special, the Town of Pike Road's mission statement. It is maintain character while planning for progress. This means that while the Town of Pike Road has experienced tremendous growth over the last two decades, strategic planning and citizen input allow us to grow without compromising the charm and essence of the historic communities within our town. We call this the Pike Road Town Center Model, and it focuses on the unique opportunities in every area of our community. We have three town centers that feature schools, from the Waters to the Mount Meg's Mary area to the historic town center. We also feature an agriculture, recreation, and performing arts park in the Trotman Road area. By investing in and engaging every part of Pike Road, we encourage the connectivity and hospitality that has always made our town such a special place. Come see us in the town of Pike Road and experience what it means to maintain our character as we plan for and experience progress. Welcome home. We've invented a new messaging system using the crisp sounds of Bud Light. Crisp Code. Lesson 42. This is how you say happy hour. It's happy hour. Let's go get some Bud Lights.
That's it for today. Brewed with no corn syrup. Bud Light. Crisp. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer. Anheuser-Busch. St. Louis, Missouri. This is Johnny from Sinclair's from Bond Road. We've been in business almost 30 years. Sinclair's East, Vaughnette Taylor. I think if you hadn't tried us, you should give us a try. We've got a great menu. Offered anything from chicken fingers, wings, salads, fajitas. At lunchtime, we do great country lunch with different vegetables and different meats every day. Sinclair's, where you get great sandwiches and our daily meat and three special at lunch, two great pasta, chicken, steaks, and seafood for dinner. Our most popular items are we got a soup called She Crab Soup which is extremely popular. We've got a bunch of pasta dishes, which people love. Mediterranean chicken is my favorite. Sinclair's. We do live music, light stuff on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then on Fridays and Saturdays, maybe three-piece bands or four-piece bands. Come see why Sinclair's has seen lesser restaurants come and go over the years. Johnny Sullivan Sinclair's at the corner of Vaughn and Taylor. Find them on Facebook at Sinclair's East. Google search Sinclair's Restaurant. Sinclair's. It's that time of year again. A boat show here, a boat show there. Don't waste your gas driving all over when you can go to one place, Airport Marine. Shop and check out the new boats by Bass Cat, Icon, Skeeter, Vexus, and more. They offer the largest selection of bass boats, deck boats, pontoons, and pleasure boats. An hour up I-65 at the Shelby County Airport exit. Call Airport Marine at 205-664-0407 or visit online airportmarine.com. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at espntheticket.com. This is Locked On Wednesday, the Max Roundtable's inside look at the goings-on in Tuscaloosa and Auburn. Locked On Wednesday is brought to you by the town of Pike Road. Welcome home. Joining Doug for his deep dive into the Tigers is the host of the Locked On Auburn podcast, Zach Blackerby. Nobody covers him better. Let's welcome him in on this Locked On Wednesday. Zach, how you doing on this uh, game day Wednesday? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's awesome to see how pumped up both fan bases are for basketball, like we talked a few weeks ago, Doug. I think it's good for uh, I think it's good for both fan bases. Hey, I saw the uh, the video around Neville Arena today, and I had to quit watching because I had something else I had to do. But it went on and on and on and on with tents of people staying outside waiting for this game tonight. I can't imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like once we get past lunch in Auburn today because most people's thoughts are going to turn to what's going to happen inside that building. Yeah, oh, to be young again, right, to be able to pull that off uh, without your body just being in a yeah. ton of pain. But we we had one of our guys at Auburn Daily. He's down there interviewing some students right now, and so we'll have some content up around that. Um, it's probably up now at AuburnDaily.com. But, yeah, it's great. It's great. And, you know, the Neville Arena has certainly earned a reputation as far as being a tough place to play, and Auburn is on a nice winning streak at home. And, 
Um, they're going to look to defend that, and, and their goal is to split with Alabama after dropping the game in Tuscaloosa a few weeks ago. So um, uh, the crowd will do everything they can to help, I'm sure. You're on the ground over there, and I was having a discussion with a friend who's equally passionate about basketball earlier this morning and a big Auburn basketball follower. And uh, he, he spoke about the advantage that Auburn has played in that building. This is my belief, Zach, and, and shoot me down if you disagree. I think it's the best home court advantage in the nation, and here's why. Hear me out. Because I think the other places that could be in consideration for that, like Cameron Indoor, maybe even like Rupp or Thompson Bowling or, or uh, Fog Allen, uh, any of these places, all of those programs have historical elite things to fall back on. I think the Auburn fan base is hungrier than any of those fan bases. And that's why even some of the adults that I know that head over there to the games have a wild and woolly time watching the Tigers play basketball. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad take at all, uh, Doug. I think that's good. This is a fan base that's still hungry. And, and look, I know some often people get upset when this is brought up, but a lot of these fans weren't into college basketball 10 years ago. And so it's probably somewhat of a newfound love. As well. I mean, I, I grew up loving going to games at Beard Eves, and me and my dad, we would just walk up to the ticket office, you know, five minutes before tip and, uh, and get a ticket for five bucks. And so just to see what it's turned into, it's insane. It's insane. So I'm sure there's been some kind of like newfound love and passion for the sport of basketball, maybe for another part of Auburn. Um, so sure, I, I think so. And there's also that hunger of like, Auburn went to the Final Four yes. kind of early in Bruce Pearl's run. And, you know, you want to get back there. And, you know, it probably happened a little too early in his run for people to realize and truly appreciate what that was and how hard it is to do that. Um, but, sure, I, I, think it's a good, uh, I think it's a good take by you, Doug. You know, I think almost it's like this. Uh, that shocked everybody that year, right? They were a five seed, the fourth seed out in the SEC tournament. Uh, I don't think it would be overly shocking now. Uh, therefore, I think there. I think it would be. It's uh, first off, even the best teams don't make the final four, so you can't. You should never expect it. But I think if they were to make it again for a second time, it would be received totally differently. Does that make sense? I think so. I think so. It probably adds some legitimacy to the program, too. It's like, oh, my gosh, he's done this twice. Um, no question. No question. And, and you and I had this debate a few times. Uh, I think we had it a few years ago when Auburn won the SEC. We may have had it last year, too, um, when, when we're kind of gearing up for the tournament. I mean, this is a sport that a lot of people view, if it's successful or not, as if, if can you win two postseason games. Because once that tournament bracket is set, it doesn't really matter what else, like what you've done up to that point. It's how many games can you win in March. And, um, you know, I, I don't love that approach to the sport. I don't love that, like, all the success is based off of that because of what you just said. The, the best team doesn't typically win the national championship, the team that's been best all year. It's whoever wins, you know, their last six games is all that really matters in the eyes of a lot of folks. So, you know, that is one thing that, that I don't love 
about the sport of college basketball. But, I mean, outside of that, man, just kind of putting yourself in a situation or what Bruce Pearl says, you want to be in position to be in position. And that, and that's what Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee have done so far in the SEC. All right, so this is a tough question. And and I know you guys address things on, on Locked on Auburn sometimes that – you know, because you know you got different fan bases watching. Everybody watches Locked On Auburn. If you're a fan of Auburn, or if you're a fan of Auburn's biggest rivals, you watch Locked mm-hmm. On Auburn. That's the whole point. Um, sure. Do you believe, if getting it right down to the to the cases here, do you believe that Bruce Pearl and Nate Oates like each other? Because I don't. I'm starting to think that they don't, really. That they're going to respect each other publicly, but I'm not sure there's that much like out there. Uh, That's not where I thought you were going. Uh, No, I don't think they like each other, and I think that's okay. I think that's okay. I mean, they're competing after the same recruits. They're trying to win the same conference. They're trying to, you know, beat each other to be the best team in the state, this suddenly gotten good at college basketball. So um, I'm sure there is that respect in the sense of like, I'm sure Bruce Pearl thinks Nate Oates is a good coach and vice versa. Um, but yeah, I, if I had to say like, do they like each other? Yes or no? I, I would say no. You know, and the neat thing about it is because I think if we polled the 100 biggest Auburn basketball fans and the 100 biggest Alabama basketball fans, it may be 100 to zero about we'd rather have our coach than your coach. So uh, very rarely do you have a situation where each fan base is 100% behind their coaches in, in a respective sport. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that is a good point because I think you can make arguments to why each one is better, and I think each fan base is going to stick to their side of the argument and their side of the aisle for that. So uh, I agree with that. I agree with that. And, and, and I think both of them kind of model and represent their fan bases accordingly too, which is which is great. Uh, they both kind of match the schools that they're at. So, um yeah, yeah. No, but, yeah, they, they probably don't like each other, for sure. So, as we, we roll toward tip-off tonight, is it fair for me to say, and I've said it all week, I don't know what you're saying uh, on Locked On this week about it, um, It would you say that this game, the outcome of this game, is more critical for Auburn to win because, to stay, in my opinion, to stay in the middle of the SEC race, Auburn needs an equalizer tonight. They win tonight. They're tied for the league with eight games to play. They lose tonight, and they're two games back with a pretty still in the middle of a tough stretch. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't because the other side of that coin is if Alabama wins tonight. They're probably going to win the SEC. I mean, they would really space themselves from Auburn, and then you know Tennessee and South Carolina are up there. But um, I think we like how Alabama's trending more than those other two teams. So I, um, I think I, you I could get turn what around you're and saying. Say, I get what you're I, saying. I think you could turn around and say like, okay, well, you know, all Alabama that now has to do if they win tonight is kind of maintain their position and, and where they are. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to push back a little bit on that. I think there's pressure on both of these teams. And what do you expect to see? 
Um, you, you know, I know you and Daryl will do a great job in the live post game. Uh, locked on Auburn right after, and I mean right after, folks. Like the buzzer sounds, and they're live. So uh, you, you need to make sure you watch that. That's something that's very entertaining uh, for these guys to break it down and for the fans to interact with uh, Zach and Daryl on the live locked on after basketball games. But what would what do you expect to see? And maybe what would shock you the most if you saw – and I'm not asking about necessarily a, a result, uh, maybe for the expectation, but what could happen tonight during the game that would shock you, a trend, so to speak? Hmm. Maybe if Auburn just came out totally flat from an energy standpoint, which, I mean, that would shock me just because I don't really see that as a, as a possible scenario here. This team – Seems they seem they seem mad a little bit. Um, I mean, right after you know they wrapped up their action this weekend, every kind of question was about the uh, you know Auburn and Alabama and Alabama coming to town and you know they're saying it's personal, like we're ready for the next game and, and, and all of that. Um, so I guess to me, like what I'm looking for, what I'm expecting is a very emotional Auburn team, and we know this that could go either way. I mean, that could be the type of thing where they're so zoned in and, you know, they're attacking the basket with force and with purpose and Janai Broom, you know, has 15 points at half or whatever that may be. Or the other side of it is they, they're over aggressive. They force too many turn or they give up too many turnovers. They foul when they don't need to, um, basketball, like that's not a sport that you want to be super emotional when you're playing because it's such a thin line of like what's allowed and what's not. So I think this emotional team tonight, I, I think, I think it could go either way. And I think we're going to figure out which way it's going pretty quickly. And I'm going to be real, Doug. I think either Auburn runs away with it or Alabama runs away with it. I, I don't, I don't see tonight being a close game. And I don't see but one of your scenarios. And, they, and you know me as well as anybody that over the last couple of years. <laughs> I, I tend to take a defeatist attitude in situations like this, especially basketball. Yeah. Uh, maybe not so much football, but definitely basketball. I, I told a friend last night uh, that I'll be surprised if it's a single-digit win. I think Auburn's going to win, and I think it's going to be by 10 or more. Yeah, I mean, they play so much better at home. And Alabama plays good at home, too, you know, from earlier in the year. So, I mean, that that would make sense. I am not big on the transitive wins in sports. I'm not. But this was brought up to me today. Auburn's played two teams now twice this season, Ole Miss and Vandy. And they scored 12 more points in each contest um, when they were home or the, the margin of victory was by 12 more when they were at home versus when they were on the road. Does that mean what's going to happen? That's what's going to happen tonight. I don't know. But if it did, that put Auburn up eight, I think, which that's that wouldn't be crazy. Um, the line's five and a half. Like that's not too far off of that. So um, I, I think that would make sense. But I, I'm, I'm concerned from the Auburn point of view, Auburn coming out, too hot, too juiced, over fouling, and all of a sudden a key guy like Janai Broom or Jalen Williams has three fouls in the first half, and so it kind of you have to like stymie his minutes a little bit. I think that's what Auburn needs to be careful about tonight. 
Zach, let's talk about Janai Broom for a minute because I think, in a way, because this is just his second year at Auburn, we get too close to the forest to see the trees, to use uh, an old cliche. Uh, but listen to these names of college players that have scored at least 1,750 points, have had at least 300 blocks, have had at least 150 assists, and at least 1,000 rebounds. Tim Duncan, Wake Forest, Ralph Sampson, the University of Virginia, Shaquille O'Neal, LSU, Never Nervous Purvis Ellison, Louisville, Keith Lee, an absolute stud from Memphis, Derek Coleman from Syracuse, and Janai Broom. And Broom and Shaq are the only two, Zach, that have done it in less than 4,000 minutes of playing time. This guy's a stud, one of the best players in the league, if not the best player in the league. And sometimes that goes overlooked for some reason. Yeah, I didn't realize those numbers specifically in the kind of company he had kind of asserted himself with. That, that's insane. That's absolutely insane, which makes it even more frustrating in close games when he's asking for the basketball. And you're not getting it to him. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, if Janai's calling for the ball, give him the ball. So <laughs> That happened um, in Tuscaloosa, it, didn't it, Zach? It, uh, it did, yeah. And Chad Baker-Mazzara shot the three instead of giving it to him. So, um, yeah, that, that needs to be a coaching point by Bruce. If, if Janai wants the ball, give it to him. Give it to him. He deserves it at this point. You know, and I believe that and I got on a uh, kind of a uh, behind a preaching podium yesterday about this because I was ticked off about it. Uh, but the, the three players that should be in the running for SEC Player of the Year, of the year are the aforementioned Janai Broom, Sears, and Connect. Uh, Connect from Tennessee, Sears from Alabama. The fact that Antonio Reeves' name at Kentucky even pops into that discussion is based solely on the name on the front of his jersey, not the name on the back of his jersey. I'm sorry. No, I get that. I get that. And then, you know, internally – Auburn folks were talking about, myself included, they were talking about, like, can Jalen Williams um, put himself into kind of conversations about SEC Player of the Year when really the, the conversation should have been about Janai Broom. So, I mean, you talk about just kind of the respect. Yeah. It's almost like he's not getting the respect even, you know, from Auburn folks. I mean, he's good. He's a good player for sure. But I, I don't – I have a hard time any seeing anybody win it except for the guy from Tennessee. Connect, is that his name? Yeah. That, that guy – that guy is nails, dude. Yeah, he's pretty tough. Uh, there's no doubt. Okay, final basketball deal. Then I want you to kind of give me an update on what's going on within the football program. But the final basketball deal, do you see this game tonight? Auburn got really good point guard play uh, from Donaldson and Holloway um, this past game. But they've had some previous where they haven't played that well as a tandem, how they play tonight and how they distribute and how they are able to score uh, a key for Auburn tonight to win? Yeah, I think so. And they've made some adjustments. I think they're handling that rotation a little bit different than they were when they went to Tuscaloosa last time. Um, Trey Donaldson's been getting the start at the one uh, over the last few games, and I think that's the right move. Aiden Holloway and Alabama was really the first to kind of show this and put it on tape but as soon as he passes half court you know just get a guy in his face and I mean he was very uncomfortable and that's something that Nate Oates and the Alabama staff saw on tape and they executed and executed it really well 
and it's allowed other teams to defend him the same way. And so that's kind of emerged. Uh, Trey Donaldson's kind of emerged as what I think is the better option at the one, um, and, and I expect that to be the case tonight. So I expect to see more Trey Donaldson, less Aiden Holloway. All right, so talk about the latest commitment. Tight end uh, commits to Auburn in the last day or so. Tell us about him. Yeah, Hollis Jefferson uh, from Peachtree City. You, you got to assume with his frame and his style of play, this is the guy that will eventually be the replacement for Rivaldo Fairweather. He's more of a rangy, vertical threat, receiving threat tight end, not your stereotypical blocker, but does have the frame to be able to do that. And so that's that's kind of where I project him to be. It's tough to see and tell like how good the recruiting services think he is. He's not ranked on on three, so that's going to impact his composite score. Um, he's the ninth-ranked tight end on rivals, which you got to see, and then he's all over the place on ESPN and 247. So it's still early in the, the scouting process for some of these national sites, So, but I do expect him to get some more recognition. He joins Auburn, uh, fellow Auburn tight end commit Ryan G., who I believe is also from Georgia, um, and I think G's going to be more of your traditional blocking tight end. So Auburn losing three tight ends after this upcoming season. They'll lose Rivaldo Fairweather, Luke Deal, and Brandon Frazier. And so they're going to have to go young and kind of use these guys as part of the bridge to the next era of Auburn tight ends. Zach, talk about uh, the the attempt to, to fill in the spot left by Jeremy Garrett uh, leaving for the NFL. Uh, the defensive line coach have heard some names. What are you hearing with your, with your ear to the grindstone down there in Auburn? Yeah, yeah, uh, not a whole lot of anything. It does sound like they took some big swings to try to make, you know, a blockbuster higher, and I don't think they could really get that done. Um, I, I'm not sold on the Rodney Garner storyline quite yet. I, I do think Auburn has probably reached out and talked to him, but I don't think it's going to end up being Rodney Garner, despite that's probably what the average Auburn fan would want to see. I think they're going to do something a little different here, Doug, and this is just me guessing, reading between the lines. I haven't been told any of this, but they really like the assistant D-line coach who was an analyst um, a year ago. His first name's Vontrell. That's what everybody refers to him as, as Vontrell. I don't have his full name on the top of my noggin. I, I understand. Apologize. No but, problem. But, but I'm almost thinking that it's a likely scenario for them to promote him to be the D-line coach and he coached interior defensive line, and then they moved Josh Aldridge, to co- who was linebacker's coach, to coach like edge players in the Jack linebacker spot, and then just let D.J. Dirk and the new defensive coordinator be defensive coordinator and linebacker's coach, which is something that he's done um, often throughout his career. So that that's kind of my prediction for what's going to happen. I think the structure is going to change a little bit with this hire. Final question, anything unusual or unexpected happening on the what once was a huge day, the first Wednesday in February uh, back in the day? Anything happening today on the regular signing day for college football? I, I don't think so, man. You know, you saw some former Auburn commits go elsewhere. You saw uh, Dimitri Nicholas, who was a three-star defensive lineman. I think he went ended up signing with Maryland, so good for him for finding a spot up there in the Big Ten. And then Fat Burnett, the former Auburn running back commit, signed with Houston, followed Zach Etheridge over there. So um, two, uh, two impressive young men finding, uh, finding um, spots in other programs. But 
Yeah, I mean, Auburn's obviously laying pretty low today. I fully believe that as the years go on in the in the Hugh Freeze era that there'll be less and less transfer portal dudes and transfer portal activity. But do you mm-hmm. feel there will be a, a over uh, – like what, what do you see the transfer portal activity happening after spring with Hugh Freeze's team? I, well, they don't have a full, like, roster. I think there's still, like, six or seven scholarships that they need to give out to folks. So you got to think they'll probably find some other ones. The, the position groups that I think are most thin are your edge guys. I think they probably would love to get another jack linebacker or edge rusher, whatever they're going to call it, a DJ Durkin system. And then uh, I, I think they probably want another defensive end as well. And then you never can have too many offensive linemen. Wouldn't be shocked if they add another interior offensive lineman um, down the road. But yeah, I think as far as moving forward, you know, what what is Auburn going to lose? And there's a few wide receivers that I think would make sense for them to leave after spring, especially if they can kind of, you know, they're going through drills. And they're like, man, this freshman's way better than me. Uh, this is going to be an issue. So I could see that being the case, as well as probably some linebackers potentially leaving too, because Auburn got young at linebacker as well. Don't take this wrong, but every morning when I get to the station about 9 a.m., I think of you because I think of Plains Coffee Company. That's your coffee company. Bill and I are enjoying it every day. I'll be ordering soon again. Uh, I hope that's going well for you and your family because it's a it's a great place to go and get whatever coffee you're looking for. Yeah, there's a million different options, it seems like. So, yeah, head over to plainscoffee.com. Use promo code LAUNCH. That LAUNCH uh, code is still active. So use promo code LAUNCH. You'll get 10% off your order. Free shipping, Dove. So it just shows up a few days later right at your door, and all the beans are roasted uh, the day before they're shipped out. So you're going to get stuff that's way more fresh than uh, than anything you get at the grocery store. How do people track you down, my friend, to follow how you cover Auburn and other things like a glove? Yeah, Locked on Auburn, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And you can check out all of our written work at auburndaily.com. And if the Atlanta branch of your thing, uh, pitchers and catchers reporting in just a few days, uh, we'll have you covered at bravestoday.com as well. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll be watching uh, your show after the game tonight. And uh, we very much appreciate your time each and every Wednesday, my friend. Hey, thanks, brother. Talk soon. You bet. Zach Blackerby from Locked On Auburn. We'll take a break. We are back with more of the Locked On Auburn Hour. Maybe another word or two from the head coach of the Tigers tonight. Can his Tigers get it done? Bruce Pearl will also take your phone calls if you have a thought or a comment on anything that our man Zach Blackerby just shared. 517-1210 is how you get in touch with us on the air. Let's keep rolling on a Locked On Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. This is Dory Noka. You're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 1067. More on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at mymax.com elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 
It was 1917. Charlie Chaplin appeared as the Little Tramp. Walt Disney graduated from high school, and Woodrow Wilson was re-elected president. And in Montgomery, Chris's sold their very first hot dog. Move forward to the 1950s. Hank Williams was hanging out at Chris's. Up through the 70s and 80s, many stars and politicians discovered Montgomery's little secret. Jump ahead to the new millennium. Riverwalk Stadium, the alleyway, and the new downtown. It's now 100 years later, and Chris's is still serving their world-famous hot dogs at 138 Dexter Avenue. How long has it been since you've tasted the city's most famous hot dog? Make Chris's part of your family history. Still family-owned and operated, Chris's makes every hot dog and hamburger to order. Take Chris's to your next party or event. Call-in orders are welcome online at chrishotdogs.com and on Facebook. Chris's Famous Hot Dogs. Taste the tradition. Beasley Allen is proud to support the Troy Trojans. Beasley Allen has been helping those who need it most since 1979. This applies to the clients they serve, but also to the community. The firm is involved in a wide variety of service projects that touch the lives of individuals in several locations, including the River Region. Visit them online at BeasleyAllen.com or follow them on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube. No representation is made that the quality of the legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of the legal services performed by other lawyers. Introducing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. It's made with real fruit juice. It's six times filtered. No added sugar. No artificial aftertaste. It is USDA certified organic. It's a cut above. New Mango Apricot Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. As real as it tastes. Drive for a company that puts God and family first. Wiley Sanders Trucking is looking for experienced local and over-the-road dump truck drivers. If you're a cement or line truck driver, Wiley Sanders Trucking needs you too. Call 855-777-9785 or 334-372-5049. When you drive for Wiley Sanders, you feel like part of the family. Besides top pay, you'll get Blue Cross Blue Shield 401k and a sign-on bonus. You won't feel like just a number. When you drive for Wiley Sanders, you'll feel like family. It can get very cold in central Alabama during the winter months. Don't be left out. I mean, don't be left inside the cold. If your heater isn't heating like it should, call Bill Bradley today at 262-8368. They offer same-day service, seven days a week, for heating, cooling, and plumbing. Call Bill Bradley Services to come fix your home. Bill Bradley, central Alabama's ring dealer, also offers financing. Alabama certification number 84449. Is your child getting the personalized attention they need to excel in math? Mathnasium has a solution for students of all skill levels. We assess each child's strengths and weaknesses, creating a customized learning plan. The Mathnasium method gives them the critical thinking skills they need to thrive, with the option to attend face-to-face -face online sessions or come to one of our thousand neighborhood learning centers. Mathnasium, we're changing lives through math. Learn more at mathnasium.com. 
Hey there, Russell from Gales Down the Street Cafe. Are you looking for a fancy lunch place with white tablecloths and servers when they're whites and blacks? Well, if you are, this ain't it. If you're looking for a quality down-home country lunch where you get food like your grandma used to cook, Gales Down the Street Cafe is the place for you. If you're looking for roast beef, if you're looking for country vegetables, if you're looking for anything like your grandma would have cooked, Gales Down the Street is the place for you. 2741 Zelda Road. It's Gales Down the Street Cafe. Open Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. Text 334-313-1170. Or email MRT at ESPNTheTicket.com. Right. I may be crazy. song who sang this song bill huh billy joe of course billy joel that's a great song man it was kind of my theme song a little bit back in the day good to have you along everybody on this locked on wednesday edition of the program alabama auburn tonight six o'clock on espn2 it's not on the sister ship or the 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 big one the gigantic espn because of nba tonight i guess mothership would be uh the proper term this is the sister ship right espn2 the mothership is got all nba tonight so uh, that's unfortunate uh, the game should have been on Saturday, as my friend Brian tells me multiple times. The fact that these games this year uh, are being played uh, on weekdays when the two atmospheres were what they were, or what they were, uh, or what the atmosphere was in Tuscaloosa and what it will be tonight, I think certainly stacks up to should be weekend Saturday games. That's just me. Uh, Saturday night games, to be quite honest. Uh, And maybe if Auburn and Alabama continue on their current trends as being the top teams in this conference, then maybe that'll happen. Maybe Kentucky, Tennessee in primetime on Saturday night uh, may not be primetime on Saturday night again. Um, so maybe it'll be Auburn, Alabama, as it should. But, uh, you know, as I've brought up to a number of guests in the last few weeks, didn't Auburn, Alabama just play two weeks ago, I think? I remember seeing the CN two weeks uh, finishing line on a lot of social media posts. Um, The fact of the matter is, I think it would be hard to argue that these two teams aren't the best, or these two programs aren't the best two programs in the league over the last five years. The only program out there, in my opinion, that even can be in the same breath is Tennessee. Kentucky, no. Arkansas, no. Uh, And nobody else is even close. So that is what it is. That's all opinion. That's just mine. Uh, would love to hear yours. 334-517-1210 to get in touch with us on this Locked on Wednesday. We will hear from Nate Oates at the top of the next hour. 
prior to our visit with Luke Robinson from Locked on Bama. Again, as I mentioned there at the tail end of our visit with Zach, it is National Signing Day, believe it or not, but not much happening. Ryan Williams and Noah Carter, the two that I think Alabama fans were most interested in making sure that they signed on the dotted line today, did so. Uh, Noah Carter, the top 100 edge out of uh, Peoria, Arizona, uh, voted by whoever votes on those type things or the the industry 24-7 on three, the top player in the state of Arizona. He is, has followed the Washington coaching staff to Tuscaloosa. He was an original commitment to Washington, but when the change happened, he decreased committed and was allowed not he had signed so they were let him out of his nli um and is now at alabama and then of course ryan williams the drama in this state surrounding him over the last month or so uh he did sign in a ceremony uh at sarah land this morning and confirmed what everybody already knew he will be in Tuscaloosa. So as Zach said, you know, Auburn still got some scholarships available uh, for the portal um, in in the spring. Alabama still has some available as well, uh, some roster spots. So how active will both Auburn and Alabama be once spring practice is completed? I did see something yesterday uh, about Alabama's returning production. For 2024, and it's way low, but I believe it was also way low heading into 2023. So we shall see how that plays out uh, moving on into uh, the season of 2024. But if you just go on the graphic that I saw, that you know, Alabama is back in the hundreds, I think, in returning productivity, meaning offensive productivity and defensive productivity, then you would look at the season as an ominous one uh, for Alabama. And I don't think many people are looking at it to be an ominous season for Alabama. I mean, will they be in the top two in the SEC? Who knows? Uh, I would be shocked, and this is one man's opinion, that the over-under that you can find now in Vegas on Alabama's win total is nine and a half. So if you think that, you know, if you go under, then you think they're going to go nine and three, nine and three or worse. If you go over, you think they're going to go 10 and two or better. If you were, if you were literally saying, Doug, I'll give you a million dollars if you guess Alabama's regular season record correctly, I would probably go nine and three. But then being when it comes to, Football, I'm much more of a positive thinker than I am when it comes to basketball. So I believe that Kalen DeBoer is going to get it done at Alabama, and I do believe in the first couple, two, three years in his tenure that Alabama will be championship quality again. Whether they are next year or not remains to be seen. I would lean toward probably the nine-win total for Alabama next year. If they got to ten, it would exceed my expectation. And you know as well as I do, if any SEC team that gets to ten is going to be right slap dab in the middle of the college football playoff discussion. 
uh, getting into the 12-team playoff. I believe that, and I believe that's going to always be the case moving forward. It would probably be head-to-head things that would end up eliminating maybe some 10-win SEC teams. All right, we head into Locked on Bama uh, in hour two. Don't forget to get your score picks in. Thanks to Mike Vincent and Adams Drugs. $150 cash to the winner of our Auburn Alabama Pick the Score contest. Do not forget to send me how many points you think Janai Broom is going to score. That's the tiebreaker. If you forget it, to give me that, you're still in the contest, but if you tie with anybody, you automatically lose. So I need to know Janai Broom's point total. Total. I need to know the score of the game, and I need to know who you think is going to win the game. $150 cash to the winner. And then don't forget, starting tomorrow, we'll really push the Super Bowl contest. Exact same prizes for the Super Bowl contest. Winner, score pick needed, and how many passing yards you think Patrick Mahomes has Sunday evening. We're back with Locked On Bama on a Locked On Wednesday edition. This is the SEC Network's Roman Harper, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more, and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 107.5 is W298BC Montgomery. ESPN The Ticket. Ben McNeil with Mr. Ben's Auto Spa Express. Welcome to the only full-service auto spa in the Tri-County area. Let me show you how easy it is to get the best wash for your vehicle. Mr. Ben's Auto Spa Express is looking for a few good men and women to be part of their team. Work full or part-time, it's up to you. Mr. Ben's is the only full-service car wash in the area. The car or truck runs through the tunnel, and when it comes out, that's when your job begins. Mr. Ben's Auto Spa Express, next door to Fraser Methodist Church on the Atlanta Highway. Did you know that homeowner's insurance doesn't cover your termite treatment or termite damage? That's okay because Pest Pro is here to protect your most costly investment. We are the only company in the River Region with the Termidor HP2 injection unit. We bring the best and newest technology to your home. Call today for a free evaluation. 265-9990. That's 265-9990. Our website is ppsriverregion.com. When you want to know, call a pro. Pest Pro Services. With the weather turning colder, it's time to do some indoor painting. John Lee Paint Company carries the Richards Signature Ceramic Series, an interior ceramic paint that comes in matte and eggshell sheen levels, a specially formulated interior wall paint that incorporates new resin technologies and the use of ceramic microspheres. By combining these two properties, Richards created a product that's easy to apply, provides excellent coverage, adhesion, durability, and scrub resistance. Quality, service, experience since 1974. John Lee Paint Company on Coliseum Boulevard. Peyton's Place. It's so much more than a meet and threes. What I meant to say is Peyton's Place is Montgomery's best meet and threes for lunch and a dessert menu that'll make my, uh, that's your mouthwater. But Peyton's Place is so much more than that. Go light with a Peyton's Place grilled chicken salad, grilled trip, and some of the area's best sandwiches. Open 11 to 2 Monday through Friday for lunch. Atlanta Highway across from Faulkner. Call for daily menu. 396-3630. Doesn't Peyton's Place for lunch sound good today? 
Hot Door Up Montgomery in Prattville. Matt Parsley here from Budget Car and Truck Sales. And this month, I'm on a mission to help you fall in love with a nicer, newer car. So if your old rides left you brokenhearted, just say goodbye. I'll give you up to five grand more than Kelly Blue Book. Push, pull, or drag it in. Plus, I'm buying cars on the spot based on the car or the price you pick. You deserve to drive a car that makes your heart skip a beat. So bring me your old ride and kiss it goodbye because you could get way more than it's worth. Plus, I'm buying cars. Do other dealers leave you feeling lonely? My team's passionate about approvals. We kiss up to the banks and lenders that want to say yes. That's yes. Yes, yes, yes. Plus, I'm buying cars on the spot based on the price of the car you pick. But hurry. Once I've helped 137 people, my lips are sealed. And this deal is done. I'm Matt Parsley. I'm your dealer for the people. See all these smooch-worthy rides at BudgetSaysYes.com. That's BudgetSaysYes.com. Pucker up, Montgomery and Prattville. When you think of chiropractic care, I'll bet you only think of a doctor that can help alleviate back and neck pain. This is Dr. Bob Hollis of HealthStar Chiropractic, and I want to talk about another patient who came in, this time with knee pain. He said that he wanted to see if we could help him before he went to see an orthopedic doctor. Just like the patient with back issues I've been telling you about, after we stretched and adjusted his knee, he told us that he was walking upstairs the very next day without any pain. Many of HealthStar patients come looking for non-surgical options, and we help them maintain their aging bones and prevent the need for surgery. At HealthStar Clinic, we offer a wide variety of medical-based treatments that allow us to provide quick pain relief for suffering patients. You can see what all ailments we treat at our website, HealthStarClinic.com. We're located just off Taylor Road across from Applebee's and in Prattville on Cobbs Ford Road where you can now find me. Come by and let's see if we can relieve your pain. You might be pleasantly surprised by the results. The Troy Trojans play on WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery, ESPN, the ticket. Time now for Hour 2 of the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos. Brought to you by Max Credit Union on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. To talk sports, call 334-517-1210 or send him a message into the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. It's time to retake your seat at the Roundtable. Brought to you by Max Credit Union. With locations in the River Region, Auburn, and Opelika. Max, smart money made simple. All right, so welcome back, everybody. Hour two of the Locked On Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. It's the Locked On Bama Hour. Luke Robinson to join us in about 15 minutes or so. But we wanted to let you hear a little bit of what Nate Oates had to say yesterday before his team headed for Auburn. He talks about the home court advantage Auburn has. Kurt McNair asked him the question, where we pick up? And I believe in this section, you're going to hear the discussion about it's like playing in, in a high school gym with 2,000 people packed into it. Some people took exception to that yesterday. He goes on to say, but they've got nine or 10,000 in there. with it. So sometimes things are taken out of context when you just kind of cut it up a little bit. But here's Nate Oates yesterday with the media that cover the Crimson Tide. Talk about the environment in Auburn, and we've heard about that a lot. Uh, you know, basketball courts are the same size for everybody. Same in football. In football, the main thing they you hear coaches talk about is communication. 
what's the main thing that being on the road makes so difficult for basketball? Yeah, I mean, it's the same. I mean, it's so wild, you know, it, it, the, the court might be the same, but the uh, the way the setups are definitely not the same. I mean, you know, Coleman, our first rows way off the floor, and you go to Auburn, and they're a lot more like Duke, where the students are right on the floor. Like, I think it's a great environment. I think it's what makes college basketball college basketball. And, you know, the student section with you know the rowdy they get after it they, they, they they're loud and they're right on top of you so and then it's hard to hear yourself even think it's hard to get play calls called it's hard for the players to communicate on defense it's, it's loud it's great i love it you know it reminds me a lot of high school gyms just with a lot more people in there but you can kind of pack two thousand people in a high school gym and get Somewhere setting now you pack whatever they see you know, eight nine ten thousand whatever it is and the place gets loud so yeah I'd say it's pretty similar just with the volume communicating between staff and players players amongst each other but Nick you had two questions too I didn't get the second one what was the second one how big that first answer was great so don't worry about it but how, <laughs> how big was that first Auburn game for Grant and kind of him just kind of seeing kind of what he was supposed to look like. Oh, yeah, I think the first Auburn game was big for all the guys that had played here before. Just to kind of, I, you can tell these guys what the intensity level is going to look like. It, it's, you don't really know what it's about to experience it. So Auburn's got a few more guys back that have played in this, these games before. You know, seems like Carvel's been here every year. I've been here. He's a really good player. Broome's been there. Katie Johnson's been there a while. You kind of go down the list of some of these guys that have, they, they've got some guys that have been in these games and understand it. So I think it was big for Grant, it was big for Aaron, big for right. So you know, all the freshmen, obviously. So yeah, they, they, don't, they don't have a better idea. They, they don't know quite what it's like to go into Auburn's gym, but they have an idea what the intensity level in this game looks like. Hey Kelly, yeah, just following on Charlie's question. I mean, you said that Nick's making the trip. Is he going to be available to play, or is that to be determined? Yeah, no, he'll be available to play. I'm not sure how much he'll play, but he's, he'll be available to play. Blink. Yeah, Coach, thinking back to that last Auburn game, where did you think you were able to find the most success, and how are you going to be able to replicate that, or what are you looking to replicate in this game? Yeah, I, I thought, you know, we came out with some intensity and turned them over in the first half. We, we forced nine turnovers in the first half, and in the second half, it, they took care of the ball pretty well, so I'm sure their point of emphasis is going to be they can't turn it over. But I did think our, you know, our pressure got to them a little bit. You know, Ryan Griffin gave us a big boost. Ryan came off the bench that game and kind of changed the whole complexion of the game when he came in and knocked down those four threes early. So I'm sure they'll be paying attention to Ryan. But, you know, I think we've got some other guys on the team capable of making some shots. And, you know, we we, we got we got to take care of the ball. They, they, they turn people over and get out, get easy buckets. We got to do a better job on Bloom. I thought he did, you know, he did way too easy of a time without Davis inside last game. So we got to do a better job with him. And then we did a pretty good job on some of their guards. So we got to try to realize that they're going to improve, and we got to do an even better job. Jane. I just want to know what's it like for you? What kind of feelings do you get as a head coach 
I mean, listen, I, I get amped up for them like the players do. I, uh, you know, I shoot, I, co I coach because I like to compete. And I schedule tough games in the non-conference because I like to compete. I'd rather not just run all over a bunch of bye games. So, like, these big games are, to me, they're fun. I mean, I like going in an environment like that. Kind of, like I said, it's only it takes me back to my days at Ryman when I was a high school coach and you get those big rivalry games. Ryman was Belleville when I first got there and there's sellouts and they got to lock the doors and, you know, hundreds of people can't get in. And guys are sneaking in through side doors try you know, it's, ah, shoot, this is, it's fun. I mean, you get to, you get to compete here, you get to do it in a packed out gym in front of a national audience. And I think, I think your players have an intensity level about them. Kind of go back there, I think, I think it was our first year here that we set the record for threes made. We later broke the record, and I think we had 22 threes in their place because we started out down 16 to zip. When you start the game up 16 to zip, going to take a lot of threes. We happen to make a few of them. But I think, you know, we've had some wild swings in these games at our place last year. I think we'll be down 17, seven minutes, did some change to go. And we're dead to rights in our own building. Our fans kind of got behind us and helped us out a little bit with some noise ourselves. And uh, we came back and won that game. So uh, look, I, get, I get a little nervous, a little excited. More excited, more amped up, probably than anything. But I coach for a lot of reasons, but one of them is it's I don't you know to where you compete, and I like to compete. A little different than playing chess or golf, so a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more intensity to the competition. Two more, Tony, on your right. Given that you mentioned the turnover on this roster, and given you know maybe Charles Bediaco's unexpected departure to, to start, is this one of your best coaching jobs? Do you feel like you've, you've had since you've been here? Uh, I'm probably not the one to judge that, to be honest with you. But I'm just trying to not have a collapse here in the second half of conference play. We I think as soon as you start feeling like you're doing a great job coaching, the sky starts falling. So. Listen, uh, I'll give you a really good self-evaluation of that after the season's over. We got, we got a lot of games yet to coach. So, and if you look at the non-conference, we didn't do a great job. I felt like, you know, we experimented with some different things that I'm always willing to try new things. Look at this, look at that. Can we get better? Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I, some of the stuff I we probably did in non-conference didn't go, didn't go as well. And, and we had to learn what some of our guys were good at. I mean, honestly, we had a lot of injuries in the offseason, too, which, you know, most people wouldn't know because we got everybody available by game one. But, you know, Diabate and Marguerite both came in and had to have surgery, and Marguerite didn't get here until July, and then they had to have surgery. So he really missed all the summer, all the fall. Diabate missed all summer and most of the fall. Jaron Stevenson couldn't go live in anything until part of the way through the fall. I mean, we had so our whole front court, Grant Nelson didn't get here until halfway through the summer. So 
if you go back to what we had in the summer, it was Nick Pringle at the five on one team and Sam Walters at the five on the other team. So it was really the chemistry was hard to build in the summer and the fall because we just had so many injuries. So, you know, it, it's the non-conference schedule was built tough with no plans of all those injuries and kind of some of the, yeah, Charles left, we didn't anticipate that, we didn't anticipate Cornerly leaving when he left in the summer either. So, yeah, it's it's been a, um, a learning curve for myself, the new staff, the team, but I think we're in the right direction. we, we got to keep this thing rolling. You know, there's a lot of games left to be played, so I don't think anybody should be evaluating any job anybody's done, players or coaches, until we get a lot more games under the belt here. That is Nate Oates, the head coach of Alabama. Interesting things he says there about chemistry and about how he loves to compete. If you're an Alabama basketball fan, you love the way he addressed that question. We play tough schedules because I love to compete, he said. We, we, I don't like gimme games. He said, I like the games against the tougher teams because I love to compete. You can just watch him on the sideline. I think he's now had either 22 or 23 games at Alabama where he's gotten a technical foul. I think they've lost one of those games. Now, that may be incorrect. There, There is a, a social media platform that gauges that. I think he's only lost one. Correct me if I'm wrong out there. Uh, his fire on the sideline and his love for competition, I'm sure, alienates him from some fan bases, but I got a feeling the fan base that he's coaching for loves every second of it. Don't forget to get your picks in. A lot of people rolling them in. Alabama, Auburn tonight, score, winner, and Janai Brooms total points. Uh, we will get to some more college by basketball news uh, in just a short while. It is National Signing Day. Luke Robinson joins us when we get back from this time out. We'll ask him about the things that happened as they were expected to happen for Alabama's football team and Kalen DeBoer, and we'll get his thoughts. Okay, 18-4, and I've just been told, is what Alabama's record is in games that Nate Oates gets a technical foul. One of those games, he got two technical fouls and got tossed. We're back with Luke and Locked on Bama right after this. Hey, it's Peter Burns for the SEC Network. The best midday show in the Montgomery area and in Auburn, Opelika, is the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. For the past 65 years, there's only been one race where a legend can cement his legacy. Jimmy Johnson's going to win the Daytona 500. Or an underdog can experience a career-defining moment. Finally, Michael Waltrip is going to win, winning the Daytona 500. Who will experience that this year? The 66th running of the Daytona 500, February 18th. Your station for NASCAR in the River Region is ESPN, the ticket. 
We're Montgomery, Alabama, the place where the bus boycott gave birth to the civil rights movement. Did you know we are also a high-tech hub for education, on the cutting edge of the nation's cyber defense, and home to one of the few internet exchanges in the Southeast? We have exceptional weather, great shopping, fine dining, a symphony orchestra, one of the largest Shakespearean theaters in the world, and 90 city parks. The capital of dreams, proud of our past, poised for the future. Visit DreamMontgomery.com today. When it comes to your downtime, roll out the red carpet with top-of-the-line electronics at huge savings during Cohen's President's Day Sale. Elevate everything you watch with a Sony 65-inch smart TV as low as $6.99 and the breathtakingly realistic sound of a Sonos Beam soundbar for only $3.99. You'll never pay a dime more than you should with Cohen's price match guarantee on electronics and ask about special financing too. Keep more presidents in your pocket with the President's Day deals at Cohen's. Think outside the big box stores. Think Cohen's. February is made for love, and Larry Puckett Chevrolet would love to thank you for helping make January a great month, and they intend to make February even bigger. Now, you may be asking yourself, how do they intend to do that? Easy. It's by offering the lowest car and truck prices in Central Alabama. New 2024 models, cars, trucks, and SUVs are arriving daily. They even have some new 2023 models that they are giving year-end, year-begins deals. Larry Puckett needs used cars and trucks, so whether you have a trade-in or just an extra car you want to sell, bring it to Larry Puckett Chevrolet and get a great offer. You'll love the prices, you'll love the selection, you'll love the service, you'll love the financing, and you'll love your buying experience so much you'll want to tell your neighbors. That's why for umpteen years, Larry Puckett's customers have been doing the talking. Larry Puckett Chevrolet, Cobbs Ford Road in Prattville. Before you stop by, you can shop them online at LarryPuckett.com. Another country music moment. Today on the show, we're doing country with the sound of Jake Stone. More country man for you to love. Howdy, partner. Hey, I ain't your partner. Now, Jake, you're one of the hottest country singers out there, especially with the ladies. What's your secret? Tight jeans and big boots. Tight jeans and big boots. That sounds like the recipe for a hernia. Now, Jake, I know a big country boy like yourself likes to drink a lot of beer. What's your favorite? I like to round myself up the great taste of a crisp, clean, classic Budweiser, partner. Well, you heard it here straight from the horse's mouth. No offense, Jake. Now, why don't you just take us out with one of them country songs? Be obliged to. It's the king of beers. There's none above cause it's more Budweiser for you to love. It's a Bud thing and how the bush St. lost Missouri. More Budweiser for you to love. Hyden's Grocery and Market was one of those great institutions of yesterday. One of those places that brings back great memories. Memories of the old-timey meat counter, where the finest cuts of meat were wrapped in white packages and sent back to homes far and wide. Memories of that special seasoning they used. Well, the market may live only in our memories, but that magic seasoning is now available again as Hyden's Seasoning. It's the perfect blend of herbs and spices that brings all dishes to life. If your grocer doesn't have it, ask them to get it. See more at Hardensseasoning.com. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at ESPNTheTicket.com. 
This is Locked On Wednesday. The Max Roundtable's inside look at the goings-on in Tuscaloosa and Auburn. Locked On Wednesday is brought to you by the town of Pike Road. Welcome home. Joining Doug for his deep dive into the Crimson Tide is the host of the Locked On Bama podcast, Luke Robinson. All right, let's welcome him in, Luke Robinson, who covers Alabama equally as well as our other Locked On guests. Luke, good morning or good afternoon to you. Where are you located today? Uh, I'm in Lake Tahoe, California slash Nevada. And, and are you out there, like, for the Super Bowl? Are you out there for Robinson Steel? Where, where are you out there for? No, um, I'm actually out here. My uh, my wife and my seven-year-old daughter, they love to ski, and their parent and uh, my wife's uh, stepfather and mother love to ski, and so there's a big ski club, and I've skied a few times, and I'm not good at it. I'm too tall and too lanky and too uncoordinated. So what I get to do is I get to hit the casinos and do podcasts. I got gotcha. you. Play in the snow occasionally. So I just, you know, I'm out here just hanging out. I was. And it's so funny when you called me to be on the show. I forget sometimes about the time difference. I was I doing understand. the show with Jimmy, and luckily uh, we were wrapping up the podcast. And I saw that phone number, and I said, "Oh my God, I know that phone number. I got to go." <laughs> so, and, and when Jimmy gets on a roll, I don't know if you've ever seen the podcast. Oh yeah. Jimmy sometimes we'll not. We'll not stop talking, and like even I'll make hand gestures, you know, because we don't have anything. I like you know do the rolling thing, like wrap it up or whatever. Oh yeah. He didn't. He didn't pick up on social cues like that. So eventually, I said, "Hey man, you got to stop talking. I got to run." <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. That's classic. Yeah. Hey, what a big day it is! Uh, you may be out there, but the state of Alabama is hopping. Another basketball game. Do you know, Luke, that it's just the fifth time that Auburn and Alabama have played where both teams are nationally ranked, and the first time it's ever happened in Auburn. Wow. Um, that's interesting. No, I didn't know that. I knew it was very rare, even though the rivalry has been kind of awesome these last few years. And that's you want to talk about something that we went off on the podcast about, at least I did, that I'm so sick of. Why do they think that they have to put Kentucky-Florida on Saturdays at 5 o'clock now. Alabama and Auburn deserve that spot. They're the, they're the best been, two programs in the league over the last five years. Florida hadn't been super relevant in, in a while in basketball. I, I give them total props for the run they had, you know, in the, in the 2000s. Uh, and, and under Billy Donovan and, um, boy, under Lon Kruger, for that matter. I, mean, I remember Dwayne since just the whole thing. Florida's got a history of basketball, and I appreciate it, right? But basketball is so fluid in terms of who's good and who's not now. I mean, it, it changes up pretty quickly. I mean, Indiana, they can't throw it in the boat from the ocean anymore. I mean, I don't even know why they're on TV. They're a horrible team to watch. And, and Indiana used to be the bomb. But Alabama and Auburn are the best two teams in the conference. They deserve the, that Saturday venue, um, that Saturday slot. Uh, why are Alabama and Auburn playing home and home both times on weekdays is stupid. Let's play on on Saturdays when we know the crowds will be the best. That'll get them the most attention. Um, I think that a national. I mean, maybe in at the beginning of when Alabama and Auburn were coming on, you could have said, "Well, they really haven't caught the nation's attention yet." I think they got it. I think they got it now. And I think something else has been kind of fun. And I, <laughs> again, I hate to ruin the whole podcast for people who hadn't seen it, but uh, Jimmy and I were just talking. I think this whole thing about 
you know, uh, Nate and Bruce going back and forth a little bit here, almost uh, in a very unassuming way, in a very passive-aggressive way. I think that's all manufactured. I, I think these two guys know how to market, and I, I, I'm pretty sure they're, they're friends. So I think what it's, they're doing is when Nate says things like, you know, playing in that arena is like playing in, you know, those, a high school arena with 2,000 people right on top of you. He means it as a compliment, and it is a compliment because it's the most dangerous place to play in the SEC right now. But I understand other people getting hung up on the 2,000 people part. When Bruce says, but, but hold uh, on a second, he went on to say, but they pack eight or nine thousand in there. Uh, he said it just right. felt like two thousand, but he's but he went on to say in the next sentence, but they pack eight to nine thousand in there. So we always cut up the 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 quotes to best serve our needs. No, I agree with you a hundred percent. And if people had read the full quote. I think it would have disarmed a lot of folks, but the full quote wasn't what was presented. That's right. And I also think I also think Nate Oates, from time to time, when it comes to the press, doesn't have the best way with words to convey what he's trying to say Amen. without being at least mildly insulting. That's correct. So it's sort of like what he said about Brandon Miller last year with wrong place, wrong time. Well, you know what? Now that about a year has passed, what he said was right. It was a terrible time to say it. And so, I mean, it, it's, it's not like he's not telling the truth. or And also, it should be noted that his quote was taken out of context to a degree to, to get its own you know, life, and own Twitter life. But then Bruce comes back and says, you know, Alabama will get one of the big men yeah. for you know, the Auburn, Auburn game. Imagine that. Yeah. And I'm like, um, does the name Sharif Cooper ring a bell? And uh, it, but it doesn't make me mad because I'm glad to see it. I'm, I'm happier because I think they are friends. I don't think this is antagonistic from either side i think this is two guys who know how to market their teams and know how to get their you know get their programs out there more and it's certainly a refreshment from anthony grant saying yes we have a big game coming up this afternoon we would certainly love for as many people to come and be as polite as humanly possible i don't don't want that either so it's funny you should say that because i asked your auburn colleague for Locked on Auburn, Zach Blackerby, this question. I'm gonna I'd already had it planned to ask you, but you've already addressed it. I asked him if he thought that Bruce Pearl and Nate Oates liked each other. He said no. And I tend to agree with that. I I'm a re, I love to read body language and just Sometimes, like after the game in Tuscaloosa, Nate Oates spent more time with Jalen Williams after the game than he did. Bruce Pearl was a pass-by shake. Most coaches that, after a game like that, have a few words for one another. Not Oates and, and Pearl. I don't think they like each other, Luke. No, I, I can't. 100% confirm or deny. I talked to Jimmy about it a little bit. Uh, Jimmy had the same belief that I do, that they are friends. I've just heard whispers that they are, you know, they're at least friendly to one another. They're not. Yeah, I think they another. are that. I, yeah. I think they are also understanding they're battling for the media souls of uh, basketball in, in this state. I mean, there's, there's, enough, there's enough room in this state for uh, media folks uh, to to have Alabama and Auburn. And if you want to sprinkle in a little South Alabama, UAB, and Troy, go at it. 
I don't know if, if in the state of Alabama there's enough room for two big dogs like this. Um, and I think that's what they battle for a little bit more. But, no, I don't think they necessarily dislike one another at all. I don't think this is enemy territory. I don't believe that. I, at the same time, I don't know if they're swapping casserole recipes or anything like that. I mean, I just think that um, – they they aren't friends the way probably Hugh Freeze and Gus Malzahn are friends, or the way the or the Gus, way Whip Sanderson and Sonny Smith were friends. Correct. At the same time, Gus Malzahn did just steal away a four star commitment that was in the top one hundred and fifty away from Hugh Freeze. So maybe they're not as good of friends as we thought either. Uh, I wanted to uh, also make this point. Zach agreed with me. I'd love the Alabama perspective of this. I think if you gave me a list of the 100 biggest Alabama basketball fans and a list of the 100 biggest and most passionate Auburn basketball fans, 100% of those 100 would say, I'll take my coach over your coach. Uh, In fact, probably would say, I'll take my coach over any coach uh, that's out there right now in college basketball. Your thoughts on that? I, I totally agree. I think, um, honestly, I think Bruce Pro, in terms of a fit, is perfect for Auburn. He, you know, Auburn has become the place for coaches to get their redemption. Now, Nick Saban had his school for wayward coaches. and um, But for the most part, he was like, you come into my program, this is still mine. And I'm going to rehab your uh, your image. I'm going to get you back on your feet, and you're going to go off, go off into the – world and do big things. I mean, see a Steve Sarkeesian or Elaine Kiffin or somebody like that, right? Um, but, you know, Bruce had some had some other things. I mean, it, I know Auburn fans love to say he was just a barbecue. No, it wasn't just a barbecue. Uh, he did ask for some players to, to fabricate some stories to the NCAA, et cetera. And he, he, he admitted that. I'm not killing him for it. I'm just saying he did more than people let on. Um, but Bruce is a very fiery you know, he's a guy, he's a very um, committed guy. Boy, if you follow him on Twitter, he is unapologetically uh, political. Now, I'm not telling you he's right or wrong, but I, I'll say I, I usually fall on the same side as Bruce on a lot of things he tweets about. I'm not going to say what they are because I'm not getting myself in trouble. But when I see that, I'm like, boy, that does – I'll say this. Normal coaches won't talk about that stuff, and I understand it. I wouldn't if I were a coach. But it takes a lot of guts to put your, you know, to put your feelings out there like that when you could get a lot of blowback. So I appreciate uh, um, Bruce doing that, I, and I have come to enjoy Bruce Pearl uh, and his way more than I did initially. And I've also gotten old enough where I'm like, I don't have to hate him just because he's an Auburn coach. Um, I can appreciate what he does, and it's so much easier to appreciate what Bruce does now that Alabama's doing well. And I no, I would not again. I'm an Alabama fan. I would not trade Nate Oates for Bruce Pearl, and I don't mean that as an insult. I would not trade Nate Oates for John Calipari. And I say that in the most honest way I know how to say it. I've watched John Calipari these last several games. They're just not good. they got better talent than everybody, and they're not good. Now, they may beat Alabama's brains in when they come to Rupp Arena, and so be it. Um, but, I, again, I'm just telling you, I, I watch a Kentucky team that's got five-star after five-star after five-star after five-star and they just can't get it done. He's only won one national championship, and people want to compare him to Nick Saban, which I think is kind of nutty. And Nate Oates, meanwhile, he's I think he's kind of perfect for Alabama. He, he does love Tuscaloosa. I know that. I know his family loves Tuscaloosa. I know he loves being here. And, yeah, he would love a new arena, 
But I think he loves this fact even more, that we have an administration that has gone, well, okay, what do you want? And I think he's saying, I would rather play on a, 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 a dirt field with two basketball hoops and bent rims and, and be able to use my money on things like tell people to contribute to NIL than I would rather have a new facility. Now, in a perfect world, you get both of them. And if Alabama ever gets one, it'll be awesome. But right now, Coleman's Coliseum is what it is. I don't necessarily love it either. But, boy, you can say Coleman Coliseum is not a fun place to play. You can call it an airplane hangar if you want to, and all that is perfectly legit. But come in there and try and win. You know, They won't lose there a whole lot. You know, I'll say this. Uh, he even referenced that a little bit yesterday. And, and you, you kind of at the beginning of our visit said sometimes these two guys say things without saying them directly. And I think Nate Oates referenced Coleman a bit when he said, you know, at Auburn, the stands are right there on you, on the court. Uh, and, 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 and then he said, at our place, the first row of the stands is, is like way back, you know, like like 10 feet back or 15 feet back or further. And I think he's referencing that saying the closer the fans are to the court, the better atmosphere you have. And that's common sense. If they're not going to build a new arena, at least redo some of it to where there it does appear to have people right on top of the play. No, I'm, I'm totally in agreement. I, but here's the thing. We've already been through this redo Coleman Coliseum thing and spend X amount of money. I know. Eventually, eventually you just got to start over. I mean, yep. you're doing good money after bad. Now, and here's the other thing that um, Auburn does this is so much smarter than what we do. I understand there was a time for this, though. And I'm also understanding it may be tricky to try and undo this. Moving the, the seats. Who were on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The people who were in the seats at Auburn, average age is probably 19 to 21. The average age of the seats in the first rows at Alabama has got to be 75 to 106. And we, <laughs> we need to fix that. I don't mean that as an insult to anybody who's 106 and about to celebrate a birthday. God bless you. We, we love you as an Alabama fan. At the same time, we don't need people with crossed legs and crossed arms watching the game and only mildly clapping when a big play happens. We need people on their feet. We need people making noise. It's not football where we can all sit back and just sort of enjoy what's happening and the student section handles all the rowdiness. I'm fine with that in football, honestly. Um, this is basketball where they feed off the crowd. And, again, Nate Hooks has done a marvelous job, uh, and I think Coleman can certainly be intimidating, you know, by, as evidenced by the fact that nobody hardly goes in there and wins. I mean, they, they didn't lose a SEC game there last year. They hadn't lost an SEC game there this year. They did lose to Clemson, but Clemson also went to North Carolina and won last night. So there's that. Um, and, you know, Auburn's super intimidating as well. And uh, maybe the most intimidating to play, place to play in all of college basketball right this minute. I watched North Carolina-Clemson a lot last night, and I thought North Carolina had a lot of Tuscaloosa fans in there. Honestly, I mean, they had a lot of older people in light blue vests looking kind of perturbed that their team was down by seven instead of going, hey, we maybe we can fire this crowd up. You know, maybe we can make these guys start playing better if we get into it. I just didn't see that out of North Carolina last night, and I think that's what you need to see 
specifically in basketball. I think it helps that in that more than any other sport. We're going to move to discuss a little football after the break, but but just kind of tell me how you think the game's going to go. Again, your colleague believes that the game is that either Alabama or Auburn's going to take control of the game. He doesn't think it's going to be a single digit outcome. He thinks either Auburn wins big or Alabama wins big uh, if Auburn's bubble is burst. How do you think it plays out at Neville Arena tonight? Um, I think Auburn wins. I, I think they do just because I think the environment, I think uh, for some reason Janai Broom said this is personal. I don't know why in the world he thinks it's personal. Uh, but I think that's just something people say now. I don't think there's anything personal towards him at all. I think Janai Broom's a, a great player. And a very talented low post guy. Uh, not necessarily the best jumper you've ever seen, but he, he doesn't have to be. I mean, when he's got good moves like that down low, um, he can really take a game over. And the other thing, he is a super consistent. He's going to get you 15 and 9, 16 and 10 every single game. He's not going to ever get you 34 probably, but you don't want him to. You want somebody else to try and chime in and help him out. And he is being that consistent is something that a lot of coaches would love. But uh, I think Auburn wins. They probably cover the spread. I don't know if it's going to get to double digits. I'm really I'm much more inter- interested to see how the Alabama team handles the, the environment. Now, they've been in some pretty doggone tough environments and played some – I think they played better teams than Auburn. But in this environment, in this moment, I don't think they played anybody better. So let's see if that tough schedule – um, that Alabama played at the beginning of the season, if that pays off. Um, because here's the other thing. I think Auburn needs this win, not necessarily to get in the tournament. But, you know, they no. beat Ole Miss. That was their first quad one win. And then Ole Miss loses at South Carolina again. And, you know, if Ole Miss falls um, out of love, I mean, they'll, they'll fall very quickly from being – now, I think when you get a quad one win, I think it stays that way. I, I don't no, it's really not true. That. That's not true. No, not the, 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 the wins and losses – Always fluctuate in quad okay. in quad one quad ones through four. It could be a quad one today and a quad two tomorrow. Okay. Well, I think eventually Ole Miss will probably move back to a quad two because I don't think they're going to have a lot of wins. They played a, a dead soup can of a non-conference schedule that didn't help them at all, and um, they're probably going to fall back to earth a little bit. So I think Auburn needs this win, and you know, and then a win over somebody like a Kentucky, even though they're not uh, the best in the metrics. They uh, went over Kentucky is always something that's going to boost your resume. And um, man, what, Auburn, what come on now, do. Auburn's a lock for the tournament. I mean, they're oh, they're in the top I mean, ten of every metric, so it doesn't matter whether they have one or eight quad one wins. No, 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 I'm not. What I'm saying is not for the tournament. I'm saying for seeding. I mean, because if you look right now, Auburn's record is eighteen and four, and Alabama's is sixteen and six. But guess what? Just about every bracketologist out there has Auburn as a four and Bama as a three. And what I'm saying is if Auburn were to lose this and they would go to 18-5, and five, I mean, logic seems to tell you, okay, Auburn's done pretty well against the team. You know, they blow out everybody they're supposed to blow out. They, I mean, to their credit, they do that. Uh, but they haven't had a lot of opportunities to beat good teams, and the good teams they played, they really haven't beaten. I'm saying if it comes around to that, all of a sudden you go from a four seed, you know, to maybe a five or a six or something like that. I understand. That. That's my point. I got yeah. it. It makes sense. I mean, seeding's everything, right? I think. Well, I think that and seeding, again, that's one of the other issues I think we can always have with NCAA tournament. Seeding is everything. It's also very nebulous and ambiguous, and none of us really understand it. It doesn't make a sense a ton of times. Um, 
And the other thing is, you know, when you see that maybe we shouldn't take bracketologists all too seriously because what I've seen out of these bracketologists, in a lot of these cases, they'll say, okay, Alabama, you know, Auburn's a four, Bama's a three. And if they get through the first two rounds, Alabama's opponent will be Clemson and Auburn's opponent will be Baylor. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. That that rarely happens. I think the NCAA tournament does it, the committee usually does a pretty good job, a pretty good job of trying to avoid like an early rematch. Now, sometimes it just can't be avoided because, you know, maybe uh, two teams from a certain conference that, that are in there and they they yeah. got 10 teams in the, in the thing. But I think for the most part, they try to avoid that until it's the you know later rounds. And in fact, what I've always loved, uh, and they say this isn't purposeful, but I always loved it that they, it seems to me they set up for games that, you know, sound like they'd be a lot of fun. Like if all, if Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I have no idea how they're doing. But let's We're play Auburn. Yeah. 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 It played them in the first round. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Because it has a, it has a history. Alabama, Buffalo. <laughs> Alabama, Buffalo is interesting. Yeah. Now, it's not, it's not going to be the best game in the world, but it, but it's interesting. Or two teams with very contrasting styles. You know stuff like that. That's that's what I look forward to. You know, but the problem with Princeton, UCLA is, from back in the day, yeah, yeah, you know, Princeton, uh, Georgetown, yeah, exactly, one of them, yeah, yeah, um, sure was. The problem with doing it that way is what you do is you admit, uh, without admitting it, that hey, we sort of uh, massage these numbers, and I'm okay yeah, with that, think, aren't you? I'm fine with yeah. that. Go for I'm okay it. with it to an extent. Uh, I am okay with it to an extent, but I, I hate that they deny it so much. I think if I, I think we would all love it more if they came out and said, "Yeah, we, um, you know, we think Milwaukee, Wisconsin's really a 13 seed, uh, or excuse me, a 14 seed." But to play Auburn as a four, we had to make them a 13. And so, you know, because I think once you get down to 13 and 14 seeds, nobody really gives a You know how you get rid of all that, Luke? And we're going to take a break and we're going to talk football for a few minutes. You just seed the first four in each region and nobody else is seeded. Okay, don't put a number by anybody. Just play the stinking games. What difference does it make what number it is? Uh, that's kind of, that's that's interesting. Well, but I think people just love. I mean, I know. As I many know. comedians have always said, we love to rank everything. Yeah, we, we rank everything all the time, even when it makes no sense. Yeah, which five? Which five's going to lose to a twelve this year? I get it. All that. All right, stick with me, man. We're going to talk about National Signing Day, which is kind of just going quietly into the night. <laughs> Ryan Williams did sign, uh, as did the kid from Arizona today with Alabama. We'll talk to Luke Robinson about it when Locked On Bama rolls on right after this. This is Paul Feinbaum, and when I'm in central Alabama, I enjoy listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more, and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 
tired of low wages? The Open Road has no boundaries, and Mid-State Driving Academy can have you making more money with a secure future. Get your CDL while working at your current job, now enrolling for day, night, and weekend classes. After you get your CDL, Mid-State can also direct you to where you can get employment. They offer in-house financing with no credit check. So if you're tired of the same old routine and want the excitement of the open road, start trucking. Go to their website at midstatedriving.com or call 866-996-1889. I'm Gordon Stone, and it's a pleasure to speak with you today as the mayor of the town of Pike Road. It's an honor for me to share with you some of the great things about our community. In Pike Road, we focus on four pillars. Planning. We want to know what the future looks like, and we want to work toward that future. Quality of life. We want to understand why people love living in our community, and we want to work to make sure those characteristics are featured every day in Pike Road. Education. We're so blessed to have a great city school system and thankful for all those teachers and administrators who make every day fun in Pike Road when it comes to learning. And we're so proud of our students who are aspiring to be great leaders in our community and great leaders for our nation. And services. We have great services in Pike Road because we work with partners who allow us to meet the needs of our citizens and do so in a very efficient manner. Our four pillars in Pike Road have allowed us to provide focus and have a vision for the future that has made Pike Road a special place. Come see us in Pike Road and learn why we say welcome home if you're in need of demolition or concrete cutting call jb waste connection over 23 years your trusted local source for all demolition and concrete cutting needs when you call them a real person will answer the phone not a recording call 334-301-4414 and check their availability as well as schedule your services jb waste connection takes pride in their top-notch customer service learn more about their services at jettisonenvironmental.com jb waste connection your local solution for quality and convenience Need a truck bed that has premium finish and professional function? With a price tag that isn't too heavy, call Basil's Truck and Camper. Basil's carries the full line of North Star truck beds, such as service decks, flatbeds, skirted flatbeds, and more. Ford, GM, Dodge Bed, Delete, or Cab, and Chassis. North Star backs their beds with their ironclad warranty. Basil's products and customer service are second to none. Basil's Truck and Camper on the Northern Boulevard in Montgomery or call 260-5554. Hugger up Montgomery and Prattville. Matt Parsley here from Budget Car and Truck Sales. And this month, I'm on a mission to help you fall in love with a nicer, newer car. So if your old rides left you brokenhearted, just say goodbye. I'll give you up to five grand more than Kelly Blue Book. Push, pull, or drag it in. Plus, I'm buying cars on the spot based on the car or the price you pick. You deserve to drive a car that makes your heart skip a beat. So bring me your old ride and kiss it goodbye because you could get way more than it's worth. Plus, I'm buying cars. Do other dealers leave you feeling lonely? My team's passionate about approvals. We kiss up to the banks and lenders that want to say yes. That's yes. Yes, yes, yes. Plus, I'm buying cars on the spot based on the price of the car you pick. But hurry. Once I've helped 137 people, my lips are sealed, and this deal is done. I'm Matt Parsley. I'm your dealer for the people. See all these smooch-worthy rides at BudgetSaysYes.com. That's BudgetSaysYes.com. Pucker up, Montgomery and Prattville. The 41st Alabama State Games return to Birmingham June 7 through 9 with over 25 team and individual sports for athletes of all ages and abilities. 
capabilities. We're excited to announce through a partnership with Perfect Game, softball is returning to the games. Also, brand new sports include 7-on-7 football, rock climbing, and WRPF powerlifting. Registration opens for all sports March 1st, so get ready to win academic scholarships in Alabama's own Olympic-style games. Register at allagames.com. That's A-L-A-G-A-M-E-S dot com. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. Text 334-313-1170. Or email MRT at ESPNTheTicket.com. discussion uh before we get to football luke robinson i must read the text i received from a fan of the opposing side addressing something you said are you ready i'm ready i guess (laughs) uh he refers to you as bama guy so here he goes Did, did the bama guy not watch the last two games against auburn and tuscaloosa and what happened to janai there tried to do a christian leitner stomp on him and getting thrown to the ground and then having the flagrant called against him the refs missed five different things on that one play alone so that's why it's personal for him end of end, end of tweet or end of text I mean, again, I'm not surprised uh, the refs are brought up when, honestly, I, I just I laugh at people who think the refs are pro anybody. They're not, ever. Um, and uh, I, I just think that uh, that's a little much. I, I didn't forget that that happened. Um, I guess that if that's why he wants to call it personal, so be it. I, I just, it's not like it started a melee or anything. I, I, I didn't think it was quite as bad as of, of a deal as, some people made it out to be, but if he, you know, if you want to use that for motivation, go ahead. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's it's it, a rivalry game. I think it goes a, a, a good bit further away from uh, Christian Leitner stomping on Timberlake. I think it goes a long way from that. And I don't think there's five missed things on one play either. Yeah, no, you know, just, I mean that's hyperbole. Yeah, are there missed calls in games? Yes. Did Janai Broom feel like there were a couple of things that happened to him that were wrong? I would agree. That there are, but to say five, and then to tell me that you're not viewing it through the tinted glasses of your fandom is just hard to to embrace. And I'd say you know me well enough, Luke. I say the same things about Alabama fans because yeah, Alabama fans do the same thing. This happened, that happened, that happened, that happened, and it's all because they're against Alabama or all of that. And and those things don't truly exist. No, they don't. I, I don't think that there's any officials out there in the bag for anybody. Um, I've heard that all my life, and that, that is not a uniquely Auburn thing. Alabama fans do it too. Amen. They do it. Ohio State, but they do it. But it, it's so to me, it's lazy. It's like look, I agree. If you want to talk about again? There are some games you can certainly bring it up. I mean, I went on here and talked a little bit. Like, hey, it is a little funky. You know, ten, when Alabama played Tennessee and Knoxville. Um, a couple of years ago, and, and every you know the the foul discrepancy was pretty severe, and uh, every single time Alabama made a play, it seemed like it got called back. But that's also just part of the game. Sometimes you commit more fouls, and uh, it's something you got to work on. Um, 
Sometimes they call a, a foul that, that wasn't there because they think that it's about to happen. And, shoot, I'll tell you, I can't tell you how many times that I've been watching a basketball game or football game in, in real live action. And I see the play in real time, and I think, well, that's obviously a foul. They show the replay, didn't touch him at all, and the referees got it right. But nobody ever wants to mention that. Nobody ever wants to mention, hey, I thought the refs did a good game. In fact, it's like the old adage about offensive linemen. If you don't bring up an offensive lineman, that means that's a good thing because you only bring them up for bad reasons. Yeah. And um, that, that's the truth. Here's, here's how that, but, you know it. Here's how fandom works, Luke. We, we concentrate on what we – perceive as bad calls against the team we pull for but as you just said we forget the calls that went for you that maybe shouldn't have and if you if you go look at the game in Tuscaloosa just a couple of weeks ago there were calls that went Auburn's way that probably shouldn't have and there were calls that went Alabama's way that probably shouldn't have nobody has texted me about the foul on the three-point shot for Baker uh Madera Mazzara at in the last yeah. 20 seconds of the game. Uh, that, and that was uh, that was horrific. I mean, and in fact, if anything, the get, the foul should have been on Baker Mazzara because they've cut Kicked down his foot off. So, out, yeah. Yeah, so. it clearly should have been. And it, you know what? It wasn't. And uh, sometimes you just don't get that call. I mean, or sometimes you uh, you do that and it, and it doesn't work out. Again, it, it, it worked out for Alabama because they ended up winning the game and karma prevailed because he missed his last free throw. So it, it, it worked out. But uh, if you remember the a couple of years ago when Alabama played in Auburn, I want to say it was during the Walker Kessler time, uh, uh, Walker Kessler and, and Jabari Smith time. That had been two years Auburn ago. Went to the line. Yeah, I think they went to the line like forty something times, and Alabama went like twelve. I can't remember exactly, but there was a huge free throw discrepancy. And you know, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, you say, "Oh, this game was fixed and whatever." And if you want to just say, "Hey, sometimes." You know, when you're at home, especially refs are human too, yeah, and they're going no to be sucked into it. So I, that's why I think Auburn wins tonight. What did you think about before we let you go? What did you think about uh, National Signing Day today? No real surprises uh, either side. Ryan Williams does sign with Alabama. Uh, the kid from Arizona, Noah Carter, does sign uh, with Alabama. Uh, just give me your take. Alabama still ends up, Luke, with the number two signing class in twenty. 24 and you know everybody felt like the sky was falling yet I think you'd have to say that Kalen DeBoer did a pretty good job once he got there of keeping people and then signing people yeah I think he did a marvelous job look at a lot of people have compared it to uh, Nick Saban and Julio Jones and there are some comparisons I mean they're both wide receivers from Mobile but then the other side of it is Nick Saban had what about 13 months to work on Julio Jones um, Ryan DeBoer had about 20 minutes. Now, he, Ryan DeBoer had an upper hand in the sense that uh, Ron Williams was already committed to Alabama, appears to be a full-fledged Bammer. I mean, he seems to really want to be at Alabama and was looking for a reason like, somebody's going to have to give me a reason to not go here. And I think in the end, when DeBoer got there and said, look, hey, man, I don't know how much you were going to get the ball with Nick Saban. Probably a lot because, you know, he's had a wide receiver win a a Heisman Trophy and had some uh, other winners of other trophies, but said, I know I'm going to throw you the ball a lot, and I got the proof. And I think that that probably sold him. Uh, that was a, a monster win for him, no doubt about it. Noah Carter out of Arizona. There's a kid that has shot up the charts. He's played really well in these All-American Bowls. And it's funny, my son, 
if you listen to this, you know my son goes to Arizona State, and he works for the Sun Devil Department uh, that, that does a lot of filming um, and, and, like, local stories, et cetera. And so he's gotten to see Noah Carter play a few times, and he didn't know. He's not being an Arizona State guy now, but he called me and said, man, you guys signed Noah Carter? And I said, yeah. He said, he's unbelievable. He said, he's fantastic. Now, my son sees him at Arizona high school competition, which is not going to be the same as Alabama football competition. I understand that. But I appreciated getting sort of an unbiased view, even though it's my son, um, who has seen him live and in person, and I've only seen uh, some highlights. And then, of course, the other one that is the most intriguing – is QB Reese, the uh, linebacker from Ramsey. I have seen him and called him several times. This guy gets after you. He is incredibly productive. I, I look at him sort of like a Javier Renas at linebacker. I mean, undersized. You don't think he's going to be able to do it, yet all he does is do it. It's kind of weird that his name is QB and he plays linebacker, but whatever. You know, he um, chose, he he, did he sign? Has he signed yet? Did he sign with Alabama? Yes, he signed with Alabama. Because yeah. the other the going, other schools that were after him were Arkansas State, UAB, and Alabama State. Uh, agreed, and that is uh, that. But the other schools that were after Hobby Arenas were like Florida International. I'm with you. You're like correct. That. Every now and again, you take a chance on a kid, and I think that Alabama said. And here's the other thing: well, T.B. Reese never wavered. He, he didn't sign in the first uh, signing period, and I think that partially was because Alabama was like, "Just hold on, let's make sure we got a spot for you." All this stuff. And he, he, he just held on. He could have gone somewhere else sure. and guaranteed a spot. Um, and another friend of mine who, again, who will remain nameless, and I'm not trying to start any controversy at all because I definitely would have. Whenever uh, somebody says that, they're, that's exactly what they're about to do. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to start it. I'm just saying it might start it. But they said, you know, am I crazy to think QB Reese may be more productive than some of the other in-state linebackers that Auburn signed? I won't even say them by name. And I was like, I don't think you're crazy, but I think this. I think somebody like a Demarcus Riddick, for instance, at Auburn, Uh-oh. who I've seen play Here we go. from uh, from from Clanton, he is an incredible athlete. I think his ceiling is much higher than QB Reese's. But what I'm saying is it wouldn't shock me if QB Reese averaged, you know, over his period of four years, had more tackles but DeMarcus Riddick had a lot more big plays. And, and, De, and DeMarcus Riddick's three years before he goes to the NFL. <laughs> exactly. Even in that. I think DeMarcus Riddick is definitely a better NFL prospect, yeah. 100%. And I think he's a better athlete. But I think QB Reese is the kind of guy you, you just – he doesn't make a lot of sacks. He, doesn't make, he won't make a lot of tackles for loss necessarily. But I think he's going to be like, hey, it's another one-and-a-half-yard game tackled by QB Reese. Hey, it's another one-yard gain assisted by QB Reese. He just seems to be that kind of guy where I think DeMarcus Riddick is sort of like, um, all right, you may not – because I called one of his games uh, this year against Benjamin Russell. Now, Benjamin Russell blew him out pretty good, so maybe this isn't fair. But there were times when I didn't even – you didn't realize he was out there. But then every now and again, he'd do something, and you'd go, oh, my God, that was incredible. Um, so I think that I – mean, and I'm just picking two names, you know, picking, picking DeMarcus Riddick because – He's an in-state guy that signed with Auburn that is very ballyhooed, and I think he deserves it. I think DeMarcus Reed is a great, great athlete. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm just saying that QB Reese, you're going to look at that offer list and go, this guy will never amount to anything. And I'm going to say, I've also seen him on high school, man, and he's just always at the ball. He, he, I'm with he's you. Not, the, the, level, the level of – he's never going to give you a game where you're like, he was the player of the game. But he's always going to be like, hey, yeah, QB Reese had, had 
10 tackles today. I didn't even notice it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's um, uh, he, he's undersized, too. He's going to have to get a little bigger. So um, at 210. Hey, you know what I, I just thought of? Maybe Nate Oates and I go to the same school of compliments. You do. I was, trying to give, I was thinking I was the to, same thing. I was trying to give Demarcus Riddick a compliment because I really do yeah. wholeheartedly that he's the better player. You, no doubt in my mind. You, Nate Oates, and gonna, Bruce Pearl go to the same school. You're a you're a pro at it, Luke Robinson. <laughs> hey, we got a scoop, man. Out, how do pe- how do people you. track you down? Uh, just anywhere uh, we get you get your podcast, Locked on Bama or Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, you can direct all your hate mail to me on Twitter. <laughs> go, go, go watch tomorrow. I guess it's the one that's dropping today, the Locked on Bama, where Luke tells Jimmy Stein to quit talking. Uh, that ought to be a good one. <laughs> uh, hey, buddy, we appreciate you. Enjoy, uh, enjoy Lake Tahoe. All right, buddy. You have a good Take day. Take care. You do the same. Hour two is done. Bob from Pike Road will lead off hour three. Locked on SEC's Chris Gordy joins us deep into that hour as well on the Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. Hey there, I'm Lauren Sisler with ESPN, and you know one thing I love to do on my lunch break is listen to my good friends on the Max Roundtable. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 107.5 is W298BC Montgomery, ESPN The Ticket. Love is in the air and on the boat, the Harriet 2 Riverboat that is. Bring your special someone for a romantic evening and experience the elegance of cruising the Alabama River. Enjoy a delicious dinner while taking in the stunning sights. Dance the night away to the tunes that touch your soul or just sit back and relax. Roses and champagne complete your lover's evening. You have four nights to choose from, February 14th, 15th, 16th or 17th. Book your Valentine's cruise at funinmontgomery.com. Robert Pig with Pig Enterprises. Stop what you're doing. Okay, don't just stop if you're driving, but stop driving the direction you're going and drive to Pig Enterprises so we can get you behind the wheel of the vehicle you've been dreaming about. At Pig Enterprises, we not only believe in providing you with an easy vehicle buying experience, but we also believe in providing you with an experience tailor-made for you and getting you into the vehicle of your dreams. Exactly what you want and need with zero stress. Now, we all could use a little less stress in our lives, am I right? Shop online at P-I-G-G-E-N-T.com or drive on over today and see our award-winning team in person. Inventory changes daily. Don't let your dream car pass you by. Let our team get you behind the wheel. Simple, fast, no pressure. Consider it a quick detour on your trip and you'll arrive happier than you could have imagined when you left the house today. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a Introducing Budweiser Zero. Zero percent alcohol, zero grams of sugar. Full Budweiser flavor. A refreshing alcohol free brew that tastes like the real thing. Budweiser Zero. Zero alcohol, zero compromise. 
Capo, which is Italian for boss, is Five Point Deli and Grill's Burger of the Month. When I asked Eric what's on it, he said, stuff. And I told him he needed to be a little bit more specific for this commercial. He said, okay, it's a half-pound burger grilled in a butter and grilled brioche bun. Thick-cut bacon, their house ham sliced thin, smoked and grilled on the flat top. Two slices of melted provolone cheese, zesty Italian pepper with olive spread. Now I know why Eric just said stuff, but that stuff sure sounds good. Five Points Deli and Grill at Old Cloverdale. Tired of forking out your hard-earned money for tires that seem to wear out faster than they should? Tire City hears you. Did you know that some of the most affordable tires on the market are from the Michelin brand? Our Michelin tires help you save hundreds of dollars over their lifespan compared to other brands. Imagine what it feels like to know that the tires you buy today could save you several hundred dollars when you need them the most. Here's what our customer says. I am always on the go with my three children, so the miles add up quickly. The original tires only lasted for 45,000 miles. I purchased Michelin tires for my SUV and drove over 85,000 miles on them. I saved $875 over three years because the Michelins lasted almost twice as long. Not only do Michelins last a long time, they are some of the safest and best riding tires for my family and I. Drive smart, drive safe, drive with Tire City. Visit us at one of our two locations on the Southern Bypass or Atlanta Highway. Experience the difference and save big with Sometimes you've got to move. you got to get a bigger house. Why? Too much stuff. And maybe put some of your stuff in storage. Imagine that. There's a whole industry based on keeping an eye on your stuff. How true. Over the years, we accumulate more and more stuff that we don't want to part with. Sometimes the stuff is seasonal, such as Christmas decorations and lawn equipment. Carmichael Mini Storage has the room to store antiques, business files, books, even vehicles. Call them today at 271-6464 or stop by 4225 Carmichael Road to see where you can store your stuff. The best sports in the Montgomery area can be found on WTXK. Pike Road, Montgomery. ESPN, the ticket. Time now for Hour 3 of the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos. Brought to you by Max Credit Union on ESPN, the ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. To talk sports, call 334-517-1210 or send him a message into the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. Enjoy today's final hour at the Roundtable. Brought to you by Max Credit Union with locations in the River Region, Auburn, and Opelika. Max, smart money, made simple. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hour three, Chris Gordy joins us in about 20 minutes. But right now, Bob from Pike Road joins us to lead off the hour. Good afternoon, Bob. I hope you're well. I'm doing well, Doug. How you doing? Good, buddy. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You bet, man. Uh, you know, uh, I was thinking about your last little conversation there with the Alabama guy. I forget his name. Uh, Luke Robinson. He's on every Luke week. Robinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, when you get our age, you forget. Boy, right. isn't that the truth? <laughs> the uh, but you know it takes guys, those three star guys, to be your backbone of your football team if they'll get in there and work hard and uh, not be labeled by a three star or whatever it is. Uh, the good teams have those guys somewhere in an essential role, you know. So totally uh, it's always good to get one like that, you know, and. Uh, you never know how. If indeed he turns out to be that. Yeah. yeah. I, to- I totally develop. agree. Yeah. yeah. But uh, as it relates to the game tonight, I think 
this is a great position for Alabama. I think it's we Alabama has nothing to lose and everything to gain. We're expected to lose this basketball game. You're going into probably the toughest place to play in the SEC, arguably, maybe on par with Duke, you know, or North Carolina's environment, you know. And you uh, you got a really good basketball team that's been playing well. And uh, Auburn is really, really good. So just play loose. Play hard and, and, and you know, fire them up like we've been doing. And you never know how things will work out. I think all the pressure tonight's on Auburn. Am I wrong? Uh, I would say this. We've said it most of the week. Uh, I know Zach Blackerby kind of pushed back on a little bit. But I do think if you measure the importance of the game and you put a percentage of importance on one team and the other, that the percentage would be higher for Auburn. I I believe if Auburn loses the game tonight, which I don't think they will, I think think they're out of, uh, I guess, not, not... mathematically out but it makes it tough makes it really tough to get back in it when you're two games uh, back and have lost two with with only eight to go if alabama loses their time well but see here's the deal though how that works in in basketball Uh it doesn't matter that alabama if alabama if alabama and auburn end up tied. If Alabama, Auburn and South Carolina and Tennessee somehow all end up 14-4, and four, there will be four SEC championship trophies handed oh, okay. out at the okay. SEC tournament. The only, the, only thing, you know? the only thing the tiebreakers will be used to are for seeding in the SEC tournament. Yeah. If there yeah. is a tie, again, I know this because Auburn and, and Tennessee tied one year and Auburn had beaten Tennessee in the regular season, yet they both got SEC championship trophies. They just uh, don't seem to be justice in that a little bit, but I guess that's how they do it. You know? Well, here's here's uh, why here's why they do it that way. Uh, yeah. In football, you have a division winner playing a division winner. Okay, right, right. Uh, right. You did uh, in, in the past, not in the future. In right. basketball, right. everybody doesn't play everybody the same number of times. Absolutely. So you can say, and that's why they give everybody the title that ends up tied because I guess that might. Yeah, you could break it down and say, yeah, we you beat us, but we had to beat Tennessee twice or Kentucky twice, and you didn't. Yeah, and and all that exactly. Yeah. Well, I I just think Auburn had all the pressure because of this. If they lose tonight, it would be the second consecutive year that they've been swept by Alabama. It would have been three seasons ago since they beat Alabama. And Nate Oates would go 7-3 and three against Bruce Pearl. Correct. Alabama would be on a really good track to win its back-to-back SEC titles. It would be almost impossible to say that Alabama's program isn't ahead of Auburn. If they if if Alabama wins tonight, I mean, just, well, let, let's I, do I, that. I, let's I, get you. Got to take that one step further. If Alabama wins tonight and goes on yeah. to win the league, then I think you yeah. could say that. What if Alabama wins tonight, but then loses three out of four, and Auburn passes them and wins the league? I don't think you could well, virtually I mean, you know, say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's unlikely to happen. Right. I'm just saying tonight's uh, yeah, game yeah. does not completely just, say that. You don't see it from that standpoint. I think Auburn thinks, well, we can't lose four in a row to Alabama. 
I mean, and them put them on the track to to get the back-to-back. And really, you'd be on track to win two of the last three SEC titles. No, three of the last uh, four. Not two of the last three. Three three of the last four. Three of the last four is what I meant to say. And and maybe more important than that, Nate Oates would be seven and three versus Bruce Pearl. I mean, there's just too too many factors for there not to be pressure. Now, with that being said, there is no bigger advantage. I, it's hard for me to distinguish what's a bigger advantage, Neville Arena to Auburn's basketball team or Jordan Hare to their football team. And and as big of an advantage, I, I, and I think Jordan Hare is the biggest advantage in all of college football. Uh, so I'll tell you how big I think that is. As big as that is, Neville may be as big. I mean, it is deafening. And can you imagine being in that game, how loud it'll be if Auburn jumps out? Absolutely. You got that right. So, it's hey, it's fun. I like the fact that the two schools in the state are on top of the SEC. Now, not, I don't mean literally, but I mean in, in, in the running, if you know what I mean. In the last five years, Bob, in my opinion, yeah. I don't know if you agree, in the last five years – if you look back over what's happened on the basketball court in the last five years of the SEC, these are the two programs that are at the top. Period. It's true. No doubt. Just go look hey, at well, it. Well, I don't think you could. I, I think it's been back since what Wimp and Wimp and Sunny days. Since it's been something similar to that. Am I wrong? It wasn't even similar to it back then, quite frankly. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, but, you know, everybody kind of thinks fondly of those days. Cause yeah. They, Auburn had Barkley and Person and, and all those guys. Yeah. All the other guys, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, I appreciate you letting me call in. Bill. Love your points. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Very appreciative of your call. And we're very appreciative of Eric and the gang over at Five Points. I go with the BLT. I think they just put a whole slab of bacon on it. I mean, it's literally phenomenal. Bill always gets a cheeseburger, mayonnaise only. Uh, and <laughs> he loves them. I love them. He gets the pasta, or he gets fruit over there, eating a little fruit, I think, uh, as his side. Five Points Deli over there in Old Cloverdale, folks. Uh, that You can go have an adult beverage after work. Uh, have a great sandwich while you're there. Get by and tell Eric Hi for us because he and the crew do it as well as anybody around. I can promise you, uh, Bill agrees. Bill goes there a lot. He lives right around the corner uh, from there. So Bill walks there at times uh, to five points. So you should, too, get by and see Eric in the game. Gang, we appreciate them supplying us lunch today on the Wednesday edition of the Max Roundtable. All right, folks, you got about 45 minutes to get your picks in for Auburn, Alabama. Don't forget, if you forget to send me the broom points total with your score pick, you don't. then you will not have entered a tiebreaker. Therefore, if you tie with anybody, you lose. i got to have a first and a last name. I had a guy yesterday that sent me initials. He's not in, and I did respond. I said, no full name, no entry. He has not responded back. So even if the score ends exactly as he sent, 
He didn't give me a first and a last name, and he is not in the contest. Got to have a first name, got to have a last name, got to have a winner, got to have a score, and got to have a total for Janai Broom's points tonight in Neville Arena. Chris Gordy from Locked On SEC joins us when we return right after this on the Max Roundtable. Hey there, I'm ESPN's Lauren Sisler, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more, and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Troy head basketball coach Scott Cross here. An exciting new season for Trojan basketball is upon us. And I want to see you in the stands at Trojan Arena all season long. If you can't make it, listen in for all the action right here. This is Barry McKnight urging you not to miss a moment of all the action and excitement all season on the flagship station, 107.5 FM, 1210 AM, ESPN, The Ticket. Golf season is still in full swing, and we are lucky to have the best public golf courses in America right here in the River Region. Capitol Hill in Prattville is home to three championship courses and has annually hosted the PGA and LPGA Tours. If you don't have time to play, take advantage of the best practice facility in the Southeast with Capitol Hill's 35-acre practice facility that features multiple teeing areas, three practice putting greens, and three practice bunker complexes. Best of all, as an Alabama resident, you can purchase the trail card and receive up to 50% off of regular price green and card fees as well as 15% off of selected merchandise and range balls. To book your tee time at Capitol Hill, one of the gyms on the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail, go online to rtjgolf.com or call the golf shop at 334-285-1114. That's 285-1114. Capitol Hill in Prattville should be your number one golf destination. Hey Alabama, this is Frankie bumps to tell you about Zaza Serious Italian. You know, we Italians eat like we're going to jail. You know why? Because we never know when we're going. Capisce? Our food is authentic peasant Italian made to order. Our pizzas are hands down the best. If you mention my name, Frankie Bumps, we'll take 30 cents off your bill. I'm a generous guy. Zaza Serious Italian, nobody eats better than us. Zaza Serious Italian, Montgomery tradition for more than a decade. In the alley, downtown. It can get very cold in central Alabama during the winter months. Don't be left out. I mean, don't be left inside the cold. If your heater isn't heating like it should, call Bill Bradley today at 262-8368. They offer same-day service, seven days a week, for heating, cooling, and plumbing. Call Bill Bradley Services to come fix your home. Bill Bradley, Central Alabama's Ream Dealer. Also offers financing. Alabama certification number 84449. Bill Bradley, won't you please fix my home? 
At Stanley Steamer, we go beyond carpet cleaning. We're also experts at cleaning air ducts. The average home collects up to 40 pounds of dirt, dust, and allergens in its air ducts each year. Stanley Steamer thoroughly cleans your air ducts and every part of your ventilation system, making your home cleaner, healthier, and more energy efficient. And that helps you breathe easier. Call now about a free in-home air duct inspection. Call 1-800-STEAMER. Stanley Steamer gets your home Game goes into overtime. But the game goes into overtime. The choice to enjoy is easy. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local convenience store today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. If you're looking for the best opportunity for copier multifunction systems and printers, look no further than ABS Business Systems of Montgomery. It's locally owned by Eddie and Judy Cobb, and they are service-oriented. Ten service techs to take care of all of your needs. But most of all, Eddie and Judy have built their business on integrity and trust. It's ABS Business Systems of Montgomery. Give them a call at 334-396-0809. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at espntheticket.com. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you want to go. Let's welcome in our man, Chris Gordy, who follows the SEC from all parts and all angles. We love his addition to our Locked on Wednesday program. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Hey, what's going on? What's up? What's your primary deal? I mean, normally today you would be around the clock with National Signing Day, but crickets are <laughs> chirping uh, around most of the SEC programs because most all of the hay was in the barn back in December. But just kind of give me an overview. Alabama finally got Ryan Williams and the kid from Arizona out of the way and also this three-star kid that uh, they signed as well today. But give me your overview of what's going on. On around the league today yeah I mean it, it's been very minimal I think the, the big one the big domino fell this morning with Terry Bussey who was a, a longtime A&M commit that was kind of wavering Georgia made a push but LSU was really the school to make the biggest push as of late and as of yesterday people I talked to said it was very much 50-50 that he was on, a, on the fence between A&M and LSU and um, you know this morning I got word that basically the the NIL deal went through, and he was going to hold firm to A&M. And so, uh, so he stuck with Terry Bussey, stuck with A&M. And then Ashton Belper-Roman, the big one that signed with uh, Arkansas back at the early signing period, and right. then asked for his release um, you know, from the National Letter of Intent, got out of it, and then he picked A&M today. So it was a good day for A&M. You know, if you go by the, the 24-7 composite, that it puts them at right at 19, so keeps them in the top 20 with those two pickups. So... Uh, good day for A&M. And really the only other domino, I guess, from the SEC to fall was Kentucky added another three-star linebacker in Quintavian Norman. But that was kind of it so far. I mean, it's, it, it really is night and day, Doug, from where we were even five years ago with National Signing no Day. Doubt. Is, you know, our podcast, our podcast we put out today, I mean, 
I think I had one one blip about recruiting. I mean, it really is crazy how we have flipped that the early signing period is about 99.9% of the recruiting talk in this official national signing day is just completely irrelevant now. I want to ask you this, uh, looking back, we, we know the great work that Hugh Freeze did uh, in his first full deal in December, uh, getting a top 10 class. We know that Brian Kelly at LSU, great player acquisition, obviously what's going on in Athens, Georgia, the same. When Nick Saban retired, that opened a 30-day window for any current roster player to go. Even the early enrollees that came in January were then able to leave within the 30-day period. Anybody that was committed uh, or had signed but not yet attended the, the school could get a release and, and go somewhere else. When uh, The day after he retired, Everybody was wondering if the whole thing would fall through. How would you assess how Kalen DeBoer maybe righted the ship a bit, still signed the number two class, or kept the number two class, uh, and and it, it appears that the revolving door with the current roster has slowed down a bit. It has, and and it was kind of it was kind of expected. Um, you know, I, I said it, I talked with Chris Braswell at Senior Bowl last week, and we both kind of talked about the leadership that they have and guys that were, you know, had announced they were coming back from Jalen Milrow to Deontay Lawson, Malachi Moore. I thought they had a good enough core of guys to say, hey, look, we're sticking around, we're coming back. And so I think that, you know, that, that contingent of guys was very big in, in keeping this thing afloat. I think. Man, you know, you, you lose you lose the Caleb Downs that hurts. If you if they had lost some of those other guys, if Milrow had hit the portal and they were looking for a starting you know quarterback, they're looking for starting D lineman. You know, then I think Alabama really would have been in the bind. But having those guys announce and, and, and hold pretty firm, you know, I know that Chris Lowe did a whole piece announcing you know uh, some of those guys saying that there's no place I'd rather be than Alabama. So. I think they 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 diverted complete disaster. Now we'll see what happens with this Ryan Grubb stuff because hey, this is getting really sticky. You know they still haven't come out and said he's not going to Seattle. He's you know the Seahawks that he's definitely staying at Alabama. I know he was part of some of the you know the last few days up until recruiting. He was still you know talking to recruits and on campus and all that. So that's a good sign. But you know who um, interviewed for that job. Think- you know who interviewed for that job last night, right? Who's that? Chip Kelly. The head coach at UCLA. I mean, that's where we are in college football today, man. I think people are looking at it and saying, my life is better. I got plenty of money. If I go be a coordinator in the NFL, then be a head coach at a Big Ten program. That's where we are, Chris. Yeah. So, so look, I'd, if they lose Ryan Grubb, I think that would be a little bit of a panic. But like, oh, God, you know, this, the whole selling point was they're going to keep the offense very similar to what they ran at Washington. And, and look, they would pivot and have to find a new OC. But uh, barring that happening, like I said, I think they've averted major disaster here. You know, you bring in a good center and Parker Brailsford from Washington, who obviously knows the system. You bring in Jeremy Bernard, you know, Austin Mack as a backup quarterback. I think they've done a pretty good job. Um, that, but look, all eyes are going to be on this spring ball and seeing what this team looks like and really seeing where the weaknesses are. And I think that's when – you know, when we hit the spring transfer portal, yep. that's when Coach DeBoer and staff are going to go to work. And I think they – I'll tell you right now, I think they'll land three to four key starters in the transfer portal, guys that are going to come in and start immediately in Alabama when that full transfer portal reopens. 
All right, so I have a text that I want you to comment on, and then I'm going to read you a quote from an SEC uh, athletics director in regard to it. But one of our listeners wanted me to ask you uh, to give your opinion on the donation that the Missouri football program received, an anonymous donation of, what, $62 million uh, to the athletics department. Uh, No name, but uh, a lot of cash for uh, the Tigers to have fun with. Yeah, we have two... uh two former Mizzou grads that work with us here at, at our radio station. And I asked both of them, I said, hey, just making sure you weren't the anonymous donor. Uh, they both said no. But what, what's so fascinating about it is it's $62 million and $50 million of that goes towards improvements to the stadium. $12 million will go to the Tiger Fund, which is part of, you know, associated with the NIL collective. But I had a friend who said, why not flip it? Like, do it the other way. Give the $12 million to the stadium renovations. I do the fifty million to the to the NIL because can you imagine what Eli Drinkwitz and Mizzou could build with that kind of money? I mean, look, even twelve million is still pretty extensive. That you're talking about, you know, I heard some of the dollars and cents of what Ole Miss was kicking around this offseason, and um, you know, that's right on par with it. So, um, look, if Mizzou is if they have the ammunition with that, they have that kind of money to play with. Man, I mean, there's no question that Mizzou is is ready to make some noise here in the next couple, next couple of years in the SEC with this thing being wide open and. Look, I think Drake's a hell of a coach. I mean, he's he, he look at what he's done with that running game since he's been there. Taking guys like Larry Roundtree and Tyler Beatty and now you know Cody Schrader, yeah. making them some of the best rushers in the SEC. I think that's that's tremendous. And anybody, if you're a Georgia fan or an Auburn fan, Alabama fan, and you've been kind of looking at Mizzou as a oh, cute story, Mizzou's ready to make some noise, man. I, I would not laugh them off so quickly. I think, and and look, I'm not sold on them as a long-term challenger in the SEC. In fact, I'm not even near there, quite frankly, Chris. I think it benefited them being in the East. Now that there is no divisions, I think they're going to have a tougher time. And, And this quote just cracks me up. Um, This is a quote from the Missouri Athletics Director, and uh, it's it's quite an interesting quote, to say the least. She says, uh, and her name is Desiree Reed Francois, um, and she says, This extraordinary commitment is a major step toward fulfilling our vision to transform Memorial Stadium. I get that. I think it will transform Memorial Stadium. But she goes on to say that it'll become the best college football game day atmosphere in the country. What a crock <laughs> that is. Well, well, look, that, that, I put that quote in the same realm of uh, Clark Lee saying that media days last year that we don't want to be just the, you know, the best program in the SEC. We want to be the best program in the country. I'm going, Clark Lee, like, why don't we take baby steps and say we just don't yeah. want to finish at the rock bottom of the SEC? Like you got to have baby steps, but I get it. They got to say that kind of stuff to get their their fan base excited and, and amped up. Um, but doesn't anything again, we say, million, anything she says after that, we're not even listening to it. <laughs> but I will say, fifty million will go a long way to make that stadium up to par. I mean, look, we went there a couple years ago, uh, one of the first few years they joined the SEC, and it's a joke. It looks like a high school stadium when you walk in there compared to some of the empires across the SEC. So no doubt, this will maybe hopefully get them up to par to the level of being in the SEC. But uh, I'm with you. I mean, tailgating and all that—it's it's superior at Ole Miss, Alabama, LSU, Florida. 
they got a long way to go before the game day atmosphere at Mizzou is that way. But like I said, I will say the $12 million towards the collective, and we'll see if that's all going to the collective or because it's called the Tiger Fund, so there may be other allocations where that money goes. You know, a year ago, you know, Ole Miss made a big deal because they'd raised $10 million for the Grove Collective, and look at what they just did this past year in the, in the transfer portal. So um, I, I'm with you. Like, we're not ready to crown Mizzou as, as an attractive place to go, but hey, brother, you give a couple of DBs and, and wide receivers a billion-dollar NIL deal, suddenly Mizzou's roster beefs up. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you follow it on a daily basis, I'm sure, and I get so tired of hearing all about all these antitrust things and rules and non-rules and what's the future going to be. But it's my understanding that the donation went to the university. I thought any money going to a collective had to go directly to the collective and not the university giving money that they've received to the collective. So that's where I'd have to dig a little bit deeper. I know it's called the Tiger Fund, and it's underneath the Tiger Scholarship Fund. So I don't know, again, where is that allocated? What's the, you know, what's yeah. the name of Mizzou's collective? Are they connected to that? Uh, it's all very gray area, and, no and look, there's a big reason why you know lawsuits are pending all across the country right now because of that. What's your take on what came out earlier this week between uh, Petiti and uh, the SEC commissioner, Mr. Sankey, uh, talking about some sort of you know locking arms and coming up with some ideas among themselves? Well, this is huge. I mean, this is we'd be naive not to, to think that this is a, a massive, massive deal. And this is this is laying the groundwork to say we are the power holders here. Um, you know, the, the NCAA, look, we appreciate you. We like that you kind of hold some guidelines here. But, you know, it's not all schools are created equal. Um, it, it's what we've heard this week that Michigan, you know, the University of Michigan does not want to be beholden to uh, you know, central Michigan for major decisions. Same thing with Florida. They don't want to be held to the same decision-making that, that, you know, that FAU is a part of. Um, we're the big dogs. The SEC and the Big Ten are the big dogs, and they absolutely should be treated a little bit differently. And I think it's Greg Sankey sending a message saying, hey, look, you know, I said a year ago we're going to give Charlie Baker a chance to show what he can do and a chance to, um, you know, to, to, to see if the NCAA can – catch up with all the, the issues they've had the last couple of years, the, the terrible governing, but, man, with the investigation into the Florida NIL and the investigation into Tennessee, I think Greg Sankey's saying loud and clear, guys, this isn't what we're asking for. We're trying to, we're trying to make this thing better for everybody, um, not for you to come and nitpick and, and try to you know, catch schools in, oh, well, you violated this when we said this. That, that's not where people's priorities right now are right now. And, again, it's a big reason why the NCAA was late to the party and governing, you know, putting out some real rules and governing what NIL and Transfer Portal was going to be. So I love it. Um, it's a little scary because I think it is a step closer into the direction of possibly independence of, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten maybe going off and doing their own thing. I know they've, they've said that there are some, some um, you know, uh, court rulings that would – prohibit them from teaming up per se that maybe the sec would have to go and deem themselves independent from the ncaa in football and then the big 10 would have to do their own thing and then eventually they could join forces uh we'll see how that goes but look man you got 34 you know 34 huge monster brands between these two conferences starting next year and um i'm sorry you know that for the accs and the the, the aacs and the big 12s like you're going to be out on the outside looking in uh, because the NCA flubbed up here and, and couldn't get their stuff together. You know, the unfortunate part is 
that I agree with with your premise. But there are more monster brands in those other two leagues than some of the bottom feeders in the Big Ten and the SEC. So it's not the 34 best brands in college football. It's really more like maybe what? The six the 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 20 or the six, eight, 16 to 20 top brands and then there's a few in other places that are monster brands that certainly would replace you know the Vanderbilt South Carolinas uh pick out the big 10's worst uh and throw those in there too Minnesota whoever sure yeah and, and I think that's where we would get right if we got down that to that point down the road and the SEC and the Big Ten created, you know, their own power two and said, we're just all going to play one another and yep. we'll crown a football champion at the end of the day. Yeah, certainly down the road as contracts expire, you know, Clemson and, and Florida State would be two of the first ones to jump, to jump aboard. I think Miami would be in that pool as well. And, you know, you kick out the Vanderbilts, maybe South Carolina, Indiana, you know, uh, maybe even a Purdue down the road because yeah. it's all just football. Remember, this isn't. We don't give a damn about basketball or, That's right. or baseball. <laughs> and even you know, Sankey could say we'll keep, we'll stay in the NCAA with football and basketball, That's right. or, or rather with basketball and baseball. So we'll see. But yeah, this is certainly. I had a friend kind of laugh this off and said, "This is nothing on Monday." I said, "This is certainly not nothing." So my point that I want to finish with you with is this one: people a lot smarter than me, Chris i.e. Rick Neuheisel, uh, on satellite radio that owns a law degree, says that a sustainable model moving forward, that there's only one direction to go, and that's revenue sharing. And have a, a, a policy or a, you know, a foundation where you could keep players at a certain place for a period of time instead of jumping all over the place and and he described it this morning he lost me a little bit but do you think we're heading down a road where revenue sharing is a thing i think it's possible um what does it look like i mean i know they just had the the uh the decision over darkness that they were you know saying we could rule these kids uh you know instead of student athletes employees I still think that's a dangerous road to go down because, okay, you're all now salaried employees at 30000 a year. Uh, you're also going to be under contract. We're going to sign you to a three-year contract where you can't go anywhere or anything like that. It's just it's a dangerous road to go down because we already know, you know the coaches in so many states are the highest-paid state employees. Um, if we then make the students employees of the university, thus employees of the state, you know, do we get into uh, – you know, issues of unions and, you know, rules on I don't work six days a week. You know, I, there's just so many loopholes you fall into when you take the word amateurism out of this. I think it's in the best interest of the NCAA to try to keep the words student athletes and amateurism alive as long as possible. But, yeah, I mean, let's be real. There's the haves and the have-nots. And this thing has become, you know, a multi-billion dollar business. And the football players are wising up and saying, look, we're a big part of this. And we haven't gotten, you know, we get, we get, dollars and cents compared to what you guys pocket, you know, let's maybe spread the wealth here a little bit. So I don't know what the full solution is. I know NIL was a great step forward in that direction, but I'm not ready to go down the path of saying we need to make all these guys employees because, gosh, there's just so many holes that are going to open up. 
All right, so big basketball game in our state tonight uh, over at Neville Arena. They'll pack as many people in there as they possibly can into the standing room only area. Even to get to that area, it's going to cost you a couple of hundred dollars. Uh, the reserve seats are much higher than that. It's Auburn and Alabama for the second time in two weeks. You got to take on it. Most people we've spoken to, we got a contest going on. 80% of the people think Auburn's going to gain uh, a level of revenge over the tide tonight. Yeah, it's a must win for Bruce Pearl's group. I, I just I put it as simple as that yesterday. It's a must win. You lose this one, uh, any hopes to win in the SEC is, are out the window. Uh, you hold serve. You, obviously, we you know you fell behind so big to them on their in their house a couple weeks ago, but you put up a valiant effort the second half to make it close. I think you got to you got to punch it back in the mouth. You know, Johnny Johnny Broom just got named SEC Player of the Week, so. Uh, I think the way you're playing at your home, in your house, you must win this tonight. Bruce Pearl and company, if they lose this one, um, you know, you're, you're fighting for seeding and, and, you know, winning the SECs out the window. So uh, I, I expect them to do so. I think Auburn will, will show up and show out. I think their, the three-point shooters will hit their shots. I think they get this one done. But, uh, I man, agree. kudos to Tenet It's really turned an Alabama team into – they lose guys every year and get – He's showing that they are a power in their force and not going away anytime soon. It's turned this state into a basketball state, man. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, the, the two programs are, have the fans on edge today. I love it. Uh, just like uh, during yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving week uh, for football. Yeah, what do you call say, the Iron Bowl of basketball? I mean, it's become, it's become a real thing. It really it has. For, for SEC hoops, it's a great thing. How do people track you down, Chris? Yeah, Locked On SEC, wherever you get your podcast, we've been dropping some of our interviews from uh, Senior Bowl. On today's episode, three great leaders from the SEC last year. Cedric Johnson, the defensive end from Ole Miss. Darius Robinson, the D-lineman from Mizzou, who, by the way, just stuck it to the Matt Miller at ESPN. His first-round mock, he has Darius Robinson as a first-round pick. And then uh, also uh, Bookie Watson, who led the SEC in, in tackles this year at Mississippi State. Three tremendous guys. Wishing them the best of luck as they move to the NFL. But we had uh, three interviews with all three of those guys today on our podcast. Check it out, Locked on SEC. Go get it. You'll enjoy it. Chris Gordy does a masterful job. Buddy, we appreciate your time. We'll talk next week. All right, thanks, Doug. You bet. Hey, before we take a break, how about this? This is the 54-year anniversary of Pistol Pete's 69-point performance in what was then called Memorial Coliseum in Tuscaloosa. 69 in the game. LSU lost 106-104. I did not know this. How about this for a little tag to that game? The Wild Affair in Tuscaloosa also had a post-game brawl that included Maravich, his LSU teammates, a courtside photographer, and Alabama football players that came out of the stands. Wow. Would have loved to see some video of that. We're back right after this on the Max Roundtable. This is Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 106.7 in Auburn, Opelika. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more, and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. United for your comfort. Shane 
news here from United. Number one in the River Region when it comes to your indoor comfort. What's going on at United? We have some new and improved financing available. It is quick, simple, and we can get you qualified in just a couple of minutes. Get a new efficient system with monthly payments as low as $90 and with no down payment. The process is fast and hassle-free. Call today and ask about the new financing program. Locally owned and operated with well over 300 years combined experience, United takes care of thousands of families in the River Region every year. Call for a free estimate and let us educate you on all the latest technology. Free estimates, affordable pricing, new finance options, dependable service teams, and the latest technology. It's no surprise United is number one in the River Region. Stop throwing money away and call United today, 262-0247. Or visit unitedheating.net and check us out on Facebook. Alabama certification number 84560. United for your comfort. The day is done. It's time to let it go. It's the moment to unwind. So just say, bud. And pour the king of beers and settle back and please yourself. Cause when you say, Budweiser, you've said it all. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis. This is Russ Chandler. My family and I have been taking our vehicles to Japanese Auto for over 35 years. There's three generations of Chandlers that use Japanese Auto. We also take my wife's Suburban by there, and he works on that as well. In the past, we had taken our vehicles to the dealership, paid considerably more than what we pay Ronnie and his guys to do. Ronnie is straightforward. He's honest. If he tells you that this is wrong with your car and it's going to take this much to fix it, then he's going to take care of it. When you see the customer service and the level of professionalism, you will absolutely recommend Japanese Auto to a friend. I grew up Montgomery and Prattville. Matt Parsley here from Budget Car and Truck Sales. And this month, I'm on a mission to help you fall in love with a nicer, newer car. So if your old rides left you brokenhearted, just say goodbye. I'll give you up to five grand more than Kelly Blue Book. Push, pull, or drag it in. Plus, I'm buying cars on the spot based on the car or the price you pick. You deserve to drive a car that makes your heart skip a beat. So bring me your old ride and kiss it goodbye because you could get way more than it's worth. Plus, I'm buying cars. Do other dealers leave you feeling lonely? My team's passionate about approvals. We kiss up to the banks and lenders that want to say yes. That's yes. Yes, yes, yes. Plus, I'm buying cars on the spot based on the price of the car you pick. But hurry. Once I've helped 137 people, my lips are sealed, and this deal is done. I'm Matt Parsley. I'm your dealer for the people. See all these smooch-worthy rides at BudgetSaysYes.com. That's BudgetSaysYes.com. Pucker up, Montgomery and Prattville. Pizza Perfect is offering a super deal for you when you're watching all of the big games this month. In February, buy any large pizza and get $3 off. Pizza Perfect's buffet includes pizza, as well as spaghetti, breadsticks, salad, dessert, and drink for only $11. The buffet is available Monday through Saturday for lunch and for dinner on Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. Pizza Perfect is also available for pickup and delivery. $3 off any large pizza in February at Pizza Perfect on Coliseum Boulevard in Eastbrook. You can now do more without it costing you more. Alabama's attractions have come together to offer the all-in-one ticket that downloads to your mobile device. No matter how many attractions listed on the ticket you see during the time span you bought, your price stays the same. Pick the right ticket option that best fits your schedule and then enjoy more attractions without spending more. All-in-one tickets for different areas of Alabama are available at alabama.travel and other places where online tickets are sold. Brought to you by Alabama Tourism Department, the ABA, and this station. 
The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. Text 334-313-1170. Or email mrt at espntheticket.com. And then we're going to find our best friend Doug. And then we're going to give him a best friend hug. Good to have you back. I'm figuring up the percentage of Auburn picks we've gotten in the contest. I'm about to let you know, um, and it is marketably different. And I mean a lot different than it was when the game was played in Tuscaloosa. So it is, um, I mean, it ain't even close uh, to where we were in Tuscaloosa. If you remember, it was right around 50-50 in Tuscaloosa with our, with our contest we did a couple of weeks ago. May have been one-sided by one or two picks. I think it was like one pick different from being slap-dab right down the middle, and it was because there was an odd number of picks. But 80% of you who have picked the game tonight for our contest – have picked Auburn to win the game. You get 150 bucks if you're the best picker. It doesn't matter if you're in Auburn, Idaho, Kentucky, or Israel. You can pick the game. Let me know how many points you think Broom's going to score. Got to have that. If you send me something like Scott just did with just the score and without the tiebreaker, you're in the contest. But if you tie with anybody, and I would almost guarantee you there's going to be a tie, all these scores are kind of right in the same Level like ain't nobody picking 119, 114, and nobody's picking 66, 62. They're all in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it seems. So there's going to be a lot of work to be done in the morning. But you've got to give me a first and a last name. You've got to give me a winner and a score. And you've got to give me Janai Broom's point total. And you've got until 159.59 to do so. But 80% of y'all, 80% of y'all believe Auburn's going to win the game. If my prediction could jump into one corner, there's no doubt that I think, in my opinion, uh, I believe Auburn wins the game tonight. That's just my opinion. Uh, Could Alabama win the game? Certainly they could. Alabama's good enough to win the game. Both these teams are really good basketball teams. They play the game differently. You know, Auburn is a better defensive team than Alabama. Alabama, for the most part, by analytics, is a better offensive team, probably because of how they shoot the basketball from the perimeter. But can Auburn have a big offensive night? You're dead gum right they can. Could Alabama defend better than they have? That remains to be seen. In Ken Palm, Alabama is in the low 50s in defensive efficiency. Auburn is in the top five on defensive efficiency. I think that matters in games like this. I think it matters the impact that Neville Arena is going to have on the game. I think it matters that Janai Broom is taking some things personally. Uh, with the game. I think the the only negative could be what Zach Blacker be mentioned is can you get too jacked up 
can you become too on edge, fired up, jacked up to where you even kind of, I don't know, play outside yourself and play more poorly than you would have played had you not been fired up for the game? I, I don't know. I mean, I played basketball. That was the sport I played the longest in my life uh, through Jeff Davis High School. And I, I could see where being so emotionally charged could affect how you play to a negative side. I don't think Bruce Pearl will allow that to happen. He is a guy who's been around the track a boatload of times, and I don't think he will. I think he'll be able to reel in his players' emotions when they get into that locker room for the last time before they head out to the floor. I think Nate Oates is going to be jacked up. You heard him this morning on the program talking about how he loves competition, and we all know he wears his emotions on his sleeve. That's a given. We've seen him coach now, uh, this being his fifth year at Alabama. We've seen it. We know that he gets jacked up and fired up over there at times, uh, even with opposing team's players. Probably too soon to mention that for the University of Missouri. But I suspect Again, my prediction, as we take our final break here, my prediction is that by the under four time, now don't go texting me tonight, folks. When I'm home, I'm home, and I don't, I don't address the Pig Enterprises text box tonight uh, unless you are a personal friend that I text all the time anyway. But please don't go blowing up my phone tonight if it turns out differently than how I predicted. I, text me tomorrow with that, and I'll address it all on the program. But I believe at the under four timeout, the final official timeout of the game, three something left in the game, that we'll have a really good idea of who's going to win the game. And I think Auburn will be in position to go ahead and close the door on Alabama. By that, I mean, I think Auburn's going to lead at that timeout, you know, by 8, 9, 10 to 12 points. And I think they're going to win by 12 to 15 points. I think Auburn wins by double digits tonight in Neville Arena. But here's the deal. I think analytically with Ken Palm and with the net, it ain't going to change much. This is a quad one game for both. I suspect that if Auburn wins the game tonight, that in Joe Lenardi's next bracketology, which will be Friday, that they will swap seeds, that Auburn will jump to a three seed and Alabama will fall to a four. So the impact on the game on where they are nationally, I don't think will be impacted much at all. We're back to close it out right after this on the Max Roundtable. This is ESPN's Laura Rutledge, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable on ESPN, The Ticket, and ESPN 1067. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more, and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max. Smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 
107.5 is W298BC Montgomery. ESPN The Ticket. For the past 65 years, there's only been one race where a legend can cement his legacy. Jimmy Johnson's going to win the Daytona 500. Or an underdog can experience a career-defining moment. Finally, Michael Waltrip is going to win, winning the Daytona 500. Who will experience that this year? The 66th running of the Daytona 500, February 18th. Your station for NASCAR in the River Region is ESPN, the ticket. Be the commander-in-chief of savings when you shop Cohen's President's Day sale going on now. Get up to $3,000 in rebates when you purchase select KitchenAid appliances at Cohen's. Or take home the Whirlpool four-piece kitchen suite, including the side-by-side refrigerator, electric range, microwave hood combo, and dishwasher for just $22.99. That's a savings of $11.89. Ask about special financing, too. Exercise your right to life, liberty, and huge savings during Cohen's President's Day sale. Think outside the big box stores. Think Cohen's. February is made for love, and Larry Puckett Chevrolet would love to thank you for helping make January a great month, and they intend to make February even bigger. Now, you may be asking yourself, how do they intend to do that? Easy. It's by offering the lowest car and truck prices in central Alabama. New 2024 models, cars, trucks, and SUVs are arriving daily. They even have some new 2023 models that they are giving year-end, year-begins deals. Larry Puckett needs used cars and trucks, so... Whether you have a trade-in or just an extra car you want to sell, bring it to Larry Puckett Chevrolet and get a great offer. You'll love the prices, you'll love the selection, you'll love the service, you'll love the financing, and you'll love your buying experience so much you'll want to tell your neighbors. That's why for umpteen years, Larry Puckett's customers have been doing the talking. Larry Puckett Chevrolet, Cobbs Ford Road in Prattville. Before you stop by, you can shop them online at LarryPuckett.com. Introducing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. It's six times filtered. Has zero grams of sugar. No artificial aftertaste. And is USDA certified organic. We're not playing around. New Cucumber Lime Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. As real as it tastes. Basil's Truck and Camper wants to hook you up. Basil's Truck and Camper specializes in trailer sales and service. They install hitches, camper shells, and truck accessories. They're dealers for Lear, Roll and Lock, Undercover, WeatherTech, Better Build Toolboxes, B&W Gooseneck Hitches, and are the only draw-tight hitch pro in the state. Basil's Truck and Camper is located at 507 Northeastern Boulevard or call 260-5554. Check them out at basilstruckandcamper.com and follow them on Facebook. Come on by and let Basil's hook you up. Some of the best times I had as a young boy was when I played Dixie Youth Baseball. I made lifelong friends and learned baseball fundamentals. Online registration for most complexes is open now for Dixie Youth Baseball and Girls Softball at Montgomery.gov. Then drop down to the sign-up box. There you can see what complex is closest to you and when walk-up registration is. If you prefer in-person registration, your child can make lasting memories when playing Dixie Youth Baseball or Girls Softball. Marketing can be hard. At Dogwood Media Solutions, we are the outsourced marketing solution your business needs. Not every business can afford to have their own marketing department, and that's where we come in. We can be that for you. Website updates, social media, advertising, public relations, and more. 
Learn more about how this works by giving us a call at 334-425-0009 or visit us online at dogwd.com. D-O-G-W-D.com. Central Alabama's best sports can be heard on WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery, ESPN, The Ticket. This is Dory Nokum. You're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos on ESPN, The Ticket, and ESPN 1067. All right, the picks I've received here the last couple of minutes are doing nothing but confirming the belief that it's going to be an Auburn victory up to about 82% now uh, of our pickers in this contest have Auburn winning. Here are Bills in my picks. We just got to just got them in. Bills got Auburn winning 89 to 83. We're not eligible by the way. So if we win, we go to the next person with 18 points. I think Auburn's ability to defend Alabama tonight in that arena is going to be what makes the difference. Alabama averages right at 89 points a game. I don't think they get anywhere near that tonight. I've got Auburn in Neville tonight winning the game 77-64. to 77-64. Auburn over the tide tonight. I've got Broom with 18 points again. You're out of time. You can't enter anymore. If you think you're slipping one in here late, you're not. I can promise you. We'll have a good time tomorrow talking about it. Hope you'll join us then on the Max Roundtable.